0: This is Kerry Uridine, and you're listening to Normandy FM's Cyberpunk 2077 Retrospective.
1: And welcome to another extra special, extra wonderful episode of Normandy FM Cyberpunk 2077 edition. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts, Eric Van Allen, joined by Kenneth Shepard. Ken, how are you feeling today?
2: Uh, okay, I'm kind of really getting ahead of myself right now because for some reason my mind immediately went to what I'm going to call this episode. Because normally mm-hmm. we've been naming every episode of this season after song and the only thing that like comes to mind is I Shot the Sheriff.
1: Uh I mean but a sheriff doesn't get shot in this episode. I know, that's not. the
2: thing. That's what I'm saying. I,
1: I keep going to I Fought the Law, but they already use that. Yeah, we can't we in, can't use that. That's Yeah, that's we true. can't steal. Yeah. I don't know. Special guest Riley McLeod, what do you think about this?
3: Um yeah, they do already use that one. Uh I like that. I'm not sure I don't know enough song titles to uh to suggest one. Um, a
1: good. <laughs> mm, Bulls on Parade. Can we do Bulls on Parade maybe? <laughs> Killing in the name of? Like, I think a Rage Against the Machine song is going to work well here. I feel like that. Do, do we
2: feel like we're raging against a machine in this mm. the series of, of
1: missions? Is that what we feel like we're doing?
0: <laughs> Not as I such. mean,
1: it is ultimately, I think, a series of missions about somebody becoming disillusioned with the system that they thought was supposed to protect people. So possibly.
0: Mm. Mm. I, I feel Much like it is
1: a series of quests about disillusionment, but yes, Riley is here to help us work through our disillusionment. (laughs) I, uh, I have strong
3: feelings about this quest line
1: yeah for for folks at home who may not be familiar with you uh and and what you do riley run us back through you know we always have new folks jumping on for for seasons and stuff like that so tell us a little bit about yourself and also why you know why cyberpunk why river which is the the topic of the episode today Mm,
3: gracious um yes uh until last year i was at kotaku um i was managing editor and then editor at large and then i was technically the eic but not the eic had a lot of jobs did a lot of things um and now i do other things um and i reviewed cyberpunk for kotaku um twice i guess technically we we ran something when the embargo was up Mm. and then i ran Uh an actual review like a month or so Mm. later i think um as I'm sure you've all talked about on this podcast, the, it had a rocky launch. And so it was always like oh, yeah. never the right time to write the review. And I remember always being like, mm-hmm. I'm going to write my full review. And then something would happen and it was like, mm, I'll wait. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I, I never really got a chance to, to, to do a lot of things with the game that I that I wanted to do. So it's exciting to talk about it. Um, uh, my strong feelings about River were mostly I, I didn't realize that you... there were romance requirements um and I like because I I feel like it seemed like you could like romance anyone and so I tried to romance River for like hours like you know pre-release in the middle of the night rolling back the quest like over and over I think I emailed PR at some point and I was like what the heck and they were like oh there's requirements and I was like oh um which I feel like is just, is just very unfair, because if we can look at him, man, like, th- that dude is homosexual. You gotta be kidding me.
2: Um, <laughs> I mean, when I was in the third quest, like, and I was, uh, we were both in our tank tops, out in the fucking fields. I was like, this feels like the beginning of something. This feels like mm-hmm. the,
3: very much the beginning of, like, a foreign period. He's very flirty um mm-hmm. I, I i watched a thing today to refresh myself and i think the the streamer was playing like a female v and i'm like this is basically the same as my experience um so like i don't know like i played a, a dude but a, a trans dude and it's also because mm-hmm. you can have like a male body type but you can have different genitals but you can have a different voice mm-hmm. and if i recall right the romance options are, are can the voice and the body don't necessarily have to match and it's all kind of a to
1: do um it's like a weird punnet square of yeah. like if you are like i think it's like if you are male body v and something else you can romance this character and everybody gets a one which is why i keep yeah. thinking of the punnet square is like you have <laughs> like the the a b a b on each side it's like which one matches mm. up where that's the one romance you get everybody has one option for for love in night city and that's it and yeah. we'll, we'll probably be talking a little bit about that at the end of the podcast um yeah but it's <laughs> it feels very strange to this day and and i feel like we always come back to this is that like for for a game that wants to do so much of of everything having yeah. just Four romance options that are so discreetly locked off feels really weird, feels very strange.
3: Yeah, there are so many places, I think, in the game, and I, I haven't played it since they sort of overhauled things, um, which maybe I'll do after this. Um, and yeah, there are so many possibilities that I feel like it sometimes doesn't take advantage of um, for like what, what I'm sure are in many ways probably fair reasons. Like, I think we'll never know, like, what... What the game does and doesn't do that was like, you know, thwarted ambition versus things that Mm -hmm. I think it Mm -hmm. it never Mm -hmm. intended to do. And who's to say?
1: Who is to
3: say? That's not a (laughs) CD project, Red. Yeah, because that's (laughs) it, (laughs) right?
1: Then out there being like, we're we're going to do one more expansion, we promise. (laughs) Oh, gosh, right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, today we're talking about River, about uh, the series of quests specifically involving River. We start with I Fought the Law, where we get a call from a woman named Elizabeth Perales, uh, who needs help with a sensitive matter that she doesn't want to discuss over the hollow. Uh, Involves her husband, who uh, also, they just don't want to tell us anything. Um, So we meet up at North Haywood and get in the back of a car. And from the outset, this is very much like a... These first two missions are absolutely just detective fiction, like genre detective mm-hmm. fiction. Like you are meeting up with a who we soon to learn a uh, political candidate, a candidate for uh, night city mayor, uh, Jefferson Perales, and uh, his wife in the back of a car. And what I had to describe to Ken as uh, very much we saw you from across the bar and <laughs> like <your energy. laughs> they have they have that vibe. It's very hard to shake that vibe. Yeah. Um, But as, as they let us know, you know, if you had been listening to the radio and newscasts, which I had not, and I feel like this game maybe doesn't do a good enough job of putting this stuff front and center for you mm-hmm. all the time. But uh, the mayor had recently been assassinated, uh, Mayor Lucius Rhine. Uh, or the, an attempt was, ma- uh, attempt was made an attempt was made on his life let's say yeah, yeah. I feel like
3: I do um, that I feel like I like that it doesn't put a lot of it in front of you I, I remember finding it really fun to like learn about the world like it felt like secrets you know just to me that I had yeah. I hunted them out and I really enjoyed that um, but it is confusing in, in something like this
2: yeah I, I kind of liked it like you know you get in an elevator like after you're leaving your apartment and there's this newscast that's on, in, on the screen there and you get like the little tidbits of things even if it doesn't feel like you know, there there were a couple other missions in this game as well where it feels like some of like the really like key backstory of things is not necessarily communicated to you. But I did like that it was things you could easily find, or that you could fairly easily find, but still felt like they were just hidden enough that it felt like you had to be at least to some level invested in you know your surroundings and paying attention mm. to stuff. Because I mean, yeah. there's plenty of shit that happens like in like around me in like the town that I don't give a shit about that I live in that I don't really know unless somebody tells me or I'm like paying attention to something. And so in that way, it felt that feels kind of realistic to me, I guess.
3: If only you had robust local news, but they're just, (laughs) (laughs) if Gannett wasn't destroying your local news, maybe you would know more about your town.
1: Exactly. This is, this is actually just cyberpunk getting super uh, political about the state (laughs) of local news. Some journalism, Um,
3: journalism (laughs) for
1: finally. Um, they want us to look into what happened with Lucius Ryan uh, and, and we can, you know, try to figure out what's going on. And, and they suspect foul play because Ryan had been doing some budget cuts on the NCPD. And so uh, that might have, you know, rubbed some folks the wrong way, you know, not not gone over well. And so we, we look into a brain dance of what happens uh, an attack on uh, the I think it was the day he died. Um. Yeah. It, there was an attack made an attempt made on his life uh, and we're watching it through the eyes of a security guard at the location where Ryan is due to give a speech and I will say that this specific part I was like oh cool you know we're once again doing a brain dance and because it's cyberpunk brain dance only happens when it's like find out who did this atrocity to somebody else <laughs> find a find the clues to discover who did something terrible and who knows who can say if that'll happen again in this episode but um this one was maybe the closest to like okay they're really making it like there's there's some level of critical thinking i had to apply and i do think that a lot of this stuff is very like just spot the hidden object everywhere um i don't know that it ever really clicks for me as an actual investigative tool. Yeah, but the- there's a specific part where you have to like spot a screen, uh like what changes on the screen as the the guy who comes in and eventually tries to stab the mayor with his big mantis blade arms before River who is also present uh, and shows up trying to warn the mayor about something uh puts this suspect down. Uh you can notice like the screen when the guy walks through, like it's all fuzzy and weird and and messed up, and and you note that that's like w- weird because access to that subsystem should not be available to just anybody off the street. And I was like, oh, cool, that's like a little tidbit that's kind of interesting and puts like a little bit of perspective on all this. And I dug that, but. Otherwise, it was a lot of just like, hey, there's a yellow bar on your timeline. Go find the yellow thing that yeah. is in the world and scan it. And Johnny will pop up and be like, oh, so this murder.
3: <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> yeah, the brain dancers never really did it for me. And I I sometimes just find them to be like, yeah, they're kind of clunky. Or like, "I probably everyone's had this experience of like, it wants you to find one more thing. And I'm just like, I, I can't. I don't know what it is. like." Mm swooping all around and like it doesn't feel like a fun like ooh what is it where it's just like oh right. gotta get it like um but yeah i guess this one did have some neat things but like yeah most of it if you listen to the encounter you'd be like hmm seems like something's happening here
1: um but it really just wants you like find an object so you can progress the plot yeah and, and that's kind of like The general problem I have with the Brain Dance, and I think, Ken, we've talked about this before at some point about another video game, but the idea of not just learning knowledge in a detective game but having to, like, apply it and use it to, like, Mm -hmm. prove something and prove a point, um, that's usually the marker of, like, a better detective game to me is, like, don't just pick things up and now you have collected it and you have collected the evidence. Good job. You're, like, seven steps away from getting the verdict you want, <laughs> like you have to actually also be able to apply it and, and show mm-hmm. reason and be able to like connect the dots. And no. um, that's kind of where the brain dance falls flat for me because this whole, this whole quest line for river is basically just like genre detective fiction, right? It's we, we get like kind of two cases that we work with river to try and solve things. And I do think the second one does a little bit of a better job in giving you like stuff to do that feels detective-y, but uh, for the most part, especially with brain dances, it feels very much like, "Oh, just spot the object and move forward. Right. Good job." I think what stands out to me
2: about the second one is that it has a fail state, and that's what mm. this one doesn't. Like, it, you know, you can't—you literally cannot progress until you have found everything in the room that it wants you to find. And I think that, that for me, is what makes you know a detective game interesting is when you have the opportunity to get it wrong, and like the game is giving you all all the tools that you need to probably find it but like if you cannot apply that in a way that the game like that you can communicate to the game and systems that it's given you um if you can fail in that way that's when things are more interesting to me and that's when like the stakes of learning things just feels much higher
1: right right um so anyways we we do this brain dance and we uh Zoom out and for some reason or crouch down. <laughs> like, I had, when I popped out of the car, I was in a crouch state and couldn't leave it because I was in dialogue. And I think, Ken, you said this happened too, mm-hmm. that he was just kind of like, in a crouch state looking up at the paralysis as you were telling them (laughs) all the stuff you found in the brain dance. And it was very, it was very much like mom, dad, can we go to McDonald's now? (laughs) It's a really strange dynamic. Um, But now we, we have a few pieces of info. We've got a few leads. We know that uh, a detective named River Ward was there uh, on the day trying to warn, uh, the mayor about something um we know that somebody made an attempt on the mayor's life and we know his name and we also know something about the mayor the mayor was planning on going somewhere later that night called the what i almost called it the wed queen's Waste. <laughs> <laughs> the ooh, 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 um the red the i almost did it again oh my god red Queen's race. (laughs) I'm going to. I'm going to hate this place by the end of this
0: episode. It's the Um, W found in in Queen that
1: throws
0: it. Yeah, it's a tough. Yeah,
1: it really is. Like I, I go in so hard on the red. I'm like red, and it's like Queen. (laughs) I'm like, oh no, oh no, waste. Ah. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Anyways, we've got a few leads. Uh, the RQR and everywhere else. (laughs) uh and so we you know we we decide we're going to meet up with river you know he seems like he's he's got some info that we need to get we need to to figure some things out talk to river a little bit um and we we head out oh i forgot to mention this we have some investigation options here when we're talking to the paralysis and one of them that i thought was very interesting and and kind of something that i had said i was hoping to to learn as we dove deeper into the politics the NCPD is that Jefferson points out that the speech that Ryan was going to give was about how um, like crime rates had been dropping under his watch and you can kind of be like, Oh really? Like was he really getting it done? And Jefferson was like, no, he just declared Pacifica Mm. an independent zone. So now crimes there, don't count towards Night City's crime rate. So he artificially dropped the numbers of like like the crime amount. There's right. not less crime. It just looks like there is because he redistricted <laughs> Night City. And boy, if that's not on the nose, I don't know what <laughs> it
3: is. It is like I I do like Night City a lot. Um I, I get the the things people don't like about it. Um, but I feel like yeah, like, details like that make it feel alive to me, and I think, again, a lot of those things are... You have to kind of go looking for them, and they, they're they not always mm-hmm. in your face or, or part of the gameplay, necessarily, but, like, yeah, I really love details like that. And, and Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's something that I'm thinking about a lot as we talk through River Stuff is that, like, there's a lot of, like, meaningful world-building, both for the good and good and ill, I think, of the game's, you know, broader vision of its world, but all of River Stuff is optional and like that's something that's just like really surprising to me that one like you know a primary love interest is like off the main path but also like so much of the world but that is you know has a lot to say about like you know the various dynamics of Night City is off the beaten path because I did not meet River my first playthrough like the first hmm. time that I you know played this game around review time um so I'd never seen this until we started doing it for the show and I was just kind of like surprised at both the ways that, like, it feels like it does the game a disservice by having a lot of this, like, off the beaten path, but also, as we'll get to, you know, talking more about some of the stuff with River specifically, the way that it feels like some of it was very clearly, like, not given the same attention as other, uh, as other love interests and other plot lines were, which mm-hmm. is odd to me. Interesting. I feel mm-hmm.
3: like I wouldn't have met, like, Carrie at all if I didn't try. I can't totally remember, right. but I know, like, I had to put my back into interacting with him.
2: Yeah, Uh, He's
3: also, like, he's technically, like, off the main path, but,
2: like, the main path, like, does do a lot to, like, direct you in that, in that way. Yeah. Whereas this, like, mm -hmm. with with this, like, you know, it starts with, it starts with, like, the paralysis calling you, and, like, you can just ignore that, like, you could any other call. Like, you can just not, you know, go, go on to this other quest. Right. Whereas, you know, with the carry stuff, like, you're directed by
3: Johnny more so than anything. Yeah. That's one of those things they fixed, right? All the phone calls.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean... The the fix was they started making a lot of the stuff that used to be phone calls, like automatic phone calls, are now just like they can be either ones you reject or they just go directly to text now instead of like giving you the option to answer or reject. Because uh, like a notable one was uh, that I always go back to is that during the heist, if you've not been to a certain area or like a handler is during that car chase in the heist. Uh, that handler will like call you and be like, "Yo V, what's going on? If you got, if you want some jobs in the area, you just let me know." And you're in the middle of this like hectic car chase from <laughs> yeah. Arasaka Plaza. And I remember the first time I played it, that popped, and I was just like, "What the hell? Like, <laughs> what is going on?" I, I think um, it was
3: um, whatever the quest is in the very beginning with the lady in the bathtub. There's some kind of phone call follow-up where you get some kind of weapon or something. If I recall it. Right. And I remember, mm, like, mm, totally mm. missing the phone call and, like, being well into the game. And mm-hmm. I can't remember what, what you get for it, but it was something that you obviously needed and should have had, and I had just, like, ignored it in the flurry of phone calls. And it's like, people need just stop calling me on the phone. Like, ah. Yeah. Mm, so glad to it's, hear they it. it's a
1: weird future where suddenly everybody wants to phone call each other again instead <laughs> of being, you know, socially anxious about phone calls. Uh, I can't imagine it. <laughs> That's... That is dystopian to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that is like some of the changes they've done is, is made some of that easier. But I also think it's then like just surfaced more issues of they don't have the best delineations about what is and is not like a, let's say, robust side quest mm-hmm. compared to some of the others. Yeah, so like sure. some of them are just, hey, V, come buy my car. And other yeah. ones are like, hey, V go take care of this Delamain cab. And then another one is like, Hey V this is a companion quest. You will miss a romantic option. If you do not take this call and do this quest. Yeah. And there's not always the greatest delineation of which one of those is which and which one matters. I mean, I think the biggest signifier has been that it seems like the, the more hefty story ones get put at the top of the list. When I open the side gigs, mm-hmm. uh, thing in in the journal uh, but even then you'd have to be going to the journal to go looking for that stuff and you'd have to kind of like intuit that by just having played a lot of open world games before that you scroll down the list and you're like oh all the ones that are like Delamain this location or like S- side job this location those are probably just like burner quests just do them if you want resources whereas like the ones at the top have names and seem a little bit more standout-ish and they're at the top of the list so the game probably wants me to do those that's like things you intuit after playing enough open world games that have been designed this way before that's not something an uninitiated player is not going to understand right away
2: it feels like the game needs like a tier under main quest and above side quest and this is Mm -hmm. like friends or something you know something that like signifies this is about a character that you can have a relationship with that is you know there's there, there has been more time spent on this whereas that's kind of right now in the system they have now just kind of like dumped into the same pile as everything else
1: right i want to say i have like i've played a few games that have done stuff like that before where they specifically signal out like hey Matthew this andromeda is a like yeah okay andromeda did that but there was another one oh like xenoblade kind of does this because xenoblade will be like hey like if there's a question mark on your map that's usually like a hero quest of some kind and those are the ones where you like meet new characters and get new classes and things like that whereas ones that you have to like listen to at colonies in that world will be like ones you pick up and they're you know they'll be side stories and they might be pretty interesting side stories but they usually don't have like story content associated with it in the sense of like oh this is a new character that can join your party or a new class or something it's just like Hey, do this if you want to go, like, hear a neat little story about a Nopon that wants to be an offseer. Like, Xenoblade 3 is really good, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> in case y'all were wondering what I've been playing for 45 hours now since launch. Um, <laughs> it's a really good game. Uh, but, yeah, in terms of Cyberpunk, I do wish it was clearer. Because, like, even once we get to meet up with river like the beginning of this quest is very straightforward and it's kind of like okay you know brain dance that's neat but then you go to meet river and it's like oh hey here is a major character we can tell because of the level of detail on this <laughs> character and how much work is being done in this specific dialogue with him seems like a major character the game wants you to meet um and, and we meet up with him and he's at this diner that you know he's with his partner at a diner. Uh, which is of course the most uh detective fiction we <laughs> we could have done um and he kind of asks you know like what we're up to what are we doing and you know we can kind of let him know that we're working for the paralysis or that we're just trying to like investigate or whatever we want to do um, but eventually he's you know his his partner Harold Hahn is uh, is is kind of telling him to leave it be leave this leave this whole mayor lucius ryan case be the higher-ups already told you uh, they don't want to really. tell you twice uh <laughs> god i i really like it i like how just yeah into it they lean mm-hmm. to be honest like it is it feels like someone watched a bunch of like hard-boiled detective drama and then like seasons one through four of the wire and then wrote this <laughs> whole quest line and i like that yeah. i think it's fun because of that
3: i don't think there's <laughs> anything wrong with like I don't want to say being derivative exactly, but I, I feel like something I, I liked about cyberpunk, which I guess is like, this is going to sound ignorant, but like something I like about like William Gibson novels is how cyberpunk mm. they are. And like, obviously mm. they are, you know, but I just sort of love like just diving in and being like, yes, this is what this is. A- and so a lot of, a lot of cyberpunks, just very cyberpunk things. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And so, yeah, I feel <laughs> the same here where it's like, yeah, let's do some detective shit. Like totally. Um in- it's fun. I
1: not to get <laughs> not to get ahead of myself, but like the more I did more of Rivers questline, the more I wish that more of Cyberpunk looked like this. Mm-hmm. Um like I, I get that the thing we are doing is largely just being a merc and taking jobs, right? But a lot of that ends up in these you do these verbs that feel very Grand Theft Auto y and mm-hmm. and very like oh, we're going to go cause chaos and carnage and we're going to shoot stuff and we're going to sneak around. And and if you don't want to shoot stuff, but then you'll probably end up shooting stuff anyways. <laughs> and um, like, I got to use different verbs that the mm-hmm. game didn't always give me. And like, especially because of the way I've been building my character, like having net runner skills in these missions felt really, really good and felt like yep. rewarding in a way that I felt had not been rewarded up to this point. And so I really dug them for that, but also like, I don't know. We'll we'll get to it. I, I think the second mission is the standout of, of River's whole, like, series of quests here, and, and we'll get to why, but, like, it's, I do feel like we get to operate with more verbs here than we're used to in other quest yeah. lines, especially, like, and coming I, off of Pan Ams. Right. And I do think, like, and this is me having, you know, played ahead and played some other stuff, I think the game does
2: a lot of things where it does allow you to kind of, like, break away from, you know, the the Grand Theft Auto slash slightly Better feeling, but that's the game uh, loop that it has in a lot of the side quests, because like you know the stuff with the river, there's the other paralysis quest that comes out after all this shit, um, and uh-huh. even I, even like the like smaller ones, like the one I played the one with the uh, the character that Grimes voices, and it's like oh, right. that kind of like like <laughs> made to like it's not not on the same scale, but like it is more along those lines where like you're hacking into security cam footage to hear what people are saying in the other room. So you're not and but like you can also like walk in and be heard and then they stop talking about the thing and you know, allowing you to have these ways that kind of like feels like the game's more reactive to your presence in it and also just letting you do more things other than shoot and drive and yell at people. And <laughs> so like to the game's credit, I think there are those there, but I do wish a lot more of them were on the main plot.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um we talk more with River about what's going on. Uh he tells us that we should probably go somewhere more secluded to discuss because Harold is getting sick of it. He's already left. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm not getting involved. Uh, And we, we get in river's truck and uh, he starts driving and tells us that, okay, the assailant was like Peter Horvath who'd been, uh, you know, been seen shooting up uh, dumpsters, talking about the mayor, getting mad, getting frustrated. He blames the mayor for a lot of things and they brought him in, but was kind of let go Uh, before they could like get any sort of statement or book him in any case. And River's like, okay, this guy is clearly a potential threat to somebody, but the police is like cool to just let him walk. That feels like it's orchestrated. Like that's what's going on here. Uh, and, And so he was on his way to talk to the mayor about that when all this went down. And obviously River is suspicious about why the paralysis care so much about this, but he's also welcome to have a little bit of help. Uh, so he's, we kind of agree to work together. You know, we're going to get the info we need for the paralysis and, and he's going to get the evidence he needs to get the case reopened. Um, so we can kind of choose at this point, which place we want to go, which lead we want to follow first. Um, Horvath or the red, red Queens race. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Got there. First try. Uh, And, uh, I I think we both chose to to look into the Horvath thing first, Um, Mm -hmm. which is conceptually interesting because we kind of go to this marketplace where we had worked and we're looking for a stall where he had worked. We know uh, Horvath's boss. boss. See, I fucked it up. (laughs) I knew. I was like, I was so focused on the RQR that I did not see Horvath boss coming. (laughs) It was (laughs) right behind it. Um... So we were looking for Christine Markov, who was his boss uh, at, at this stall in Japantown off the edge of Haywood. And we we can start asking around. And I kind of like the idea of you're going stall to stall. A river's on one side, you're on the other. And just kind of asking people like, hey, you, you heard about Christine Markov. I'm looking for Christine Markov. It's, it, it's a cool idea of like, oh, hey, this is canvassing. This is like looking for information about a person in a place that you just know a general location about and you're trying to, like, gradually learn more and more and more. Uh, But I feel like the game honestly made it too easy (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because by, like, stall number two, the person's like, yeah, that's Christine over there, and then the waypoint updates, and it gives you, like, a dotted line to the exact stall and all that. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you're not going to let me... You're not going to be like, oh, yeah, she works that electronics store in the corner next to the ramen shop or whatever. And, like, I have to go use my, my brain cells to, to <laughs> identify which one it looks like. Uh, maybe yes. if I get it wrong, she, like, sees cops or looking around and runs or something. We got to do, like, a chase. I don't know. I have, like, like a
3: hey. problem in games where, like, whenever they say over there or that one, I never uh-huh. understand what it means. And maybe it's just my own, like difficulty mapping myself into first person like if they were to describe the stand Mm. i could find it but i sort of live in dread of like it's that way in a video game where i'm like i i don't know oh yeah but i think it's just me having an issue
2: (laughs) no no i mean like i have that issue with just like getting a sense of the space around me especially in first person games because like you know there are more senses at play when you're you know in real life than there are in games so like i just feel like my entire sense of space is often off if it's not like if it's in first person and I can't, you know, just look around in a much easier, quicker way.
1: I, I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying there. My, my thing is mostly like, I wish they kind of like made you have to like apply some clues maybe like, Oh, Christine works at an electronics shop. Christine's shop can't be between Johnny's shop and Billy's shop. Christine's shop has to be third from the left. Like that sort (laughs) of thing. Like, like, like give me a little bit more to work with here. Yeah. Yeah, Instead of just being like, talk to like two people and you get a waypoint and that's it. And, and even if you don't get it by then river's just like, Hey, I found it. I'm texting you. And then, and then the waypoint pops up either way. It's like, okay, cool. Whatever. River just drops a pin. We walk over there. Um, we meet up with Markov uh, and we, we learn a little bit basically that, you know, it, it seems like Horvath was very unwell um was always paranoid always thought Reen and pretty much anybody that was in some sort of authoritarian uh, authority position over him uh was was out to get him was out to like uh to, to stomp him down but someone apparently noticed him and paid for a bunch of his implants and and stuff that he uh showed up with that day the mantis blades and all that stuff so clearly something was at work at work there. Um, And when we get back to the truck, as we're kind of working it over, there's some tiger claws and they're, they're looking at river's truck and they're like, Oh, that that pig's truck is out here. Uh." And uh, they, they do appear to have some beef because river locked up a friend of theirs who was apparently a um, boy, I guess we should just put the content warning here, a content Mm -hmm. warning uh, for sexual assault and sexual content throughout the rest of this episode. Um, this friend of the Tiger Claws was a child molester. Uh, and apparently they just decided to have the Tiger Claws be two people who are still mad about that fact at River. And... um okay, you couldn't pick another crime CD project, <laughs> There's a lot of crimes out there yeah. that can be done that could lock somebody up that would maybe be more like, oh, you know, you put my friend away on assault or something like that or, or robbery or I don't even know, arson or something. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, I could see like, maybe the the gang members are like, oh, you know, that's, that's our buddy and you locked them up. We're mad about it but you're going to put this in there as the thing that this guy did and the gang members are still mad that river locked him up. That's the takeaway. I can
3: see like, I guess narratively for later, but why they want to set river up as someone who's against child molestation, like doesn't feel like a a character trait. You need to like, you don't need to flag that out as a character trait. (laughs) Right. Um. I, I had no
1: reason con- to consider anything else. <laughs> yeah. to, to, to the point. My shirt that says "I am against John <laughs> Blisters is That's bringing terrible. up a lot of questions.
0: Um, yeah, it's yeah. kind of
3: weird. I, but again, I think I think all, this whole quest line, and I'm sure we'll talk about this too. You know, speaks to the, the weird, the weirdness that the game has about cops, and and yep. besides mm-hmm. our, our own personal feelings about cops, is also just like. Narratively odd, you know. It's hard to know like who you are in this world, or Mm -hmm, because like mm -hmm. there is a version of this interaction where we learn, you know, River's a stickler, or he's got this buddy-buddy kind of relationship with the people he locks up. But like in this instance, it's just like, what? Yeah, okay.
1: But I I think that would have made River a more interesting character if it did become clear that he has been like, what if he had wrongfully imprisoned somebody, and that's why the Mm -hmm. Tiger Claw's were mad. And like yeah. that, I think, is a really cool narrative wrinkle for a character that like you don't need to like then make the person that River locked up be the most reprehensible human being possible
0: yeah.
1: in order to then be like, oh, well, it's, it's OK. You know, he locked somebody up and the tiger claws are mad at him about it. But he did this like w- terrible, awful, horrible thing that everyone would obviously hate. Yeah. and so it's okay river's cool and that's what it kind of felt like to me and that's like right. kind of river's whole thing is like they constantly go out of their way to make sure that he is always like a paragon of justice yeah. in in some way and one of the I, I, mm. yeah oh my god yeah that's perfect it's like he's he's always the one that's trying to do the right thing and i think that's interesting but i also think in some, just in one or two cases, you could have made him like a more fallible human, and it would have made for a more compelling character in the process. Like, yeah. you know, there there is something to be said about a character that, as we learn later, like joins the force because he wants to prevent like heinous crimes that have happened in the world, and and does want to genuinely do good, and becomes disillusioned with the fact that the system does not provide for that good. It is not built for the good of the citizens and the way he thought it would be. Um, like, that's a more interesting narrative to me than just having him be like, well, I wanted to do justice and the cops didn't do enough justice for me. So now I guess I'll be Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> mm. Um. Oh, Garrus. I can't believe we're back to Garrus already. <laughs> 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 um, River is kind of the Garrus of this game. Mm, if you think about damn. it, um, mm. exce- except for being a hot Turian, you know, yeah. can't have everything. <laughs> um, anyways, we can confront the tiger claws or we can just let Rever handle it. And you, I think I've confronted them before, but it's, it's really dumb. You just like fight them and he gets yeah. mad about it. I feel like I remember shooting uh, them
3: when I, when I played.
1: <laughs> oh, huh. um, yeah. I
2: didn't interrupt or anything. So
1: like nothing, it didn't escalate. Could have lit them on fire with my brain magic if I wanted to. Um, Anyways, we, we get that taken care of and, and we're like, oh, you know, you got some beef with tiger claws and, and River's just like, oh, I'm a cop, you know. That's it. Right. That's that's going to be his answer every time we, we deal with some gangs is he's like, well, I'm a cop and and gangs hate cops. And I'm like, well, you're not wrong, River, but that feels like a bit of a cop out <laughs> in the most <laughs> literal sense. <laughs> but uh, next we go to an uh, adult adult store to see River's uh, CI confidential informant um, because uh, he wants us to go in and talk to them because they probably know where this club that Reen was going to is, but they're not on best terms after the last time uh, they met because as River tells us, uh, they kind of got ratted out the last time they gave info to River. And so obviously if you are an informant and people then find out you're an informant, things go badly for you. So um, River's not too keen on showing his face in the shop, so we have to go in. And what ends up happening is that the guy runs out the back and we have to kind of do this storm round either through the door out through the, the shop into the alley where River was already waiting for him, which is... Kind of fun. I do like that, the idea that, like, River knew he was going to run and just yeah. went to the side alley door and waited for him. I
3: also hate chases in video games, so I, I appreciate mm. that it was a little foreshortened. But again, it's the same thing. Yeah. I just have a terrible sense of direction, and I feel like as soon as a character starts <laughs> running, I'm like, oh, no. Oh,
1: crap. No. <laughs> I have to remember directions again. Yeah, that's just, like, um, me and my
3: own, my own problems. <laughs>
1: uh, so we... We talk to him in the back alley. We can do like a little interrogational, good cop, bad cop. Um, yeah, we can we can be nice or we can be mean, but we get the information either way. Um, I was actually nice this time. I was not corpo v. Damn, <laughs> <This time. laughs> you love to see it, growth. I no, I, I mean, I just you can't cash all the chips in all the time. I'm saving the points yeah. for later, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, We head to the address, uh, which is a warehouse in animals territory, and River does not have a warrant, so he can't come with. Look at that. He (laughs) follows the law. (laughs) You love to see it. (laughs) Um, But we have to go in. We've got to get in. Um, And there's weird stuff in this particular sneaking mission, like enemies who saw me through grates when normally Mm. you should not be able to be seen through grates, and it was kind of Finicky has has and, the combat
3: improved at all with all of the uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: about the about the same as it ever was, really. Like, there's
3: don't there think it's some...
1: systemically gotten any
2: better. I think there's yeah. like, I think just now that the game's less broken, I think more people are kind of figuring out how to play it in a way that is more interesting. Because like, we talked about this, you know, on the of Last 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 episode, like. like there are a lot of systems in this game that can lead to interesting uh encounters and you know ways of play but the actual shooting uh Mm -hmm. has not improved that much Mm -hmm. Uh, i think that's like the main thing i don't think that that like much has been done about that beyond you know because like the systems of that are like the numbers go up on your stats for all your guns and shit yeah so the only time that they actually really get interesting and fun to use is when you get the iconic stuff at the end but uh i don't know it's so it's a, I, I think it's actually a pretty fun stealth game, but as a shooter, it's still... Um, oh, it's it's bad as a shooter. Yeah, it's serviceable at okay. most.
3: Yeah, I mostly stealth, just because I always stealth, but I definitely... I feel like I remember this fight being, like, most of my gunfights, like, very tedious, and, mm-hmm. yeah, people can see you when you don't think they should, and I just feel like, it, it, in my memory, it takes forever to finish a firefight, but not in an interesting way, in and it just, like, uh
0: Yeah.
1: Kind of way. It also feels like the enemies. I I keep calling it, like, brain magic and stuff because that's basically what the net running is in this game. It's not actual, like, jacking in and doing tech stuff or anything in the way that, like, maybe a shadow run presents it. But it's, like, you're basically just casting spells from your, you know, hard drive on other people. But it leads to weird situations where every time I see an enemy and I'm in a gunfight with an enemy who has that thing that's, I guess, supposed to imitate them moving at high speeds, but, like, they just kind of blink yeah, and teleport damn. around and it looks like they're just clipping like it looks like yeah. they are like hitting collision and just getting flung across the arena all of a sudden and i know it's supposed to imitate them like oh they move so fast that your eye can't even track it or whatever but it just, they they look like they're doing instant transmission from dragon ball z <laughs> and it's like it, it feels so jarring that it's it's beyond you know Oh, they're at a high level of tech, and it's like, no, this just looks goofy. And so, so much of the game is like very video Mm gamey that I do kind of wish that maybe there was just either a willingness to let some of the stuff be more ridiculous and be more over the top, or just not have stuff where people like teleport around and like kind of pick one side because it feels like they tried to shoot the middle and. Mm and field gold it and it did not work out for me i don't know you gotta either go like vampire the masquerade bloodlines where like everybody has ridiculous superpowers that don't make any sense or you go like fallout where like just everybody has guns and that's it (laughs) like there's it feels like cyberpunk wants the middle point of superpowers and also just be dudes with guns shooting at each other yeah um anyways uh we we get through all this and the club itself it's, finding the club is a fun little thing you just discover that like the entrance is hidden in one of the storage containers inside mm-hmm. but i always thought that was a neat little thing of like oh huh that's that's kind of neat you know you gotta figure that out and usually the way i intuit it is it's whichever one the guard is like kind of stopping and standing in front of for a longer amount of time like it's it's the container that the guard is guarding and i feel like oh you know you gotta kind of pay attention to the environment to figure that out. I like that; that's neat. Um, or you can just listen for like the music and stuff like that, and you'll find it that way. Um, and we we go inside uh, to this elevator and go down to the club that is underground, and and take out more guards. And if if you are um if you are smart, let's say uh you can go to the office. And you can uh, access the video and see the video that you were supposed to discover, which shows that uh, Reen died while watching a brain dance in this club. And it seems that the brain dance was spiked in some way uh, and probably killed him, like, you know, malfunctioned his heart in some way and, and killed him. And we see Han, who is River's partner, covering the whole thing up, like setting up the cover up and all that uh, for the higher ups, uh, taking care of it all. Or if you're a dumbass like me, you can, <laughs> instead of going to the office, go into the room where the brain dance was, and try the <laughs> brain dance and get your brain fried. And then River shows up and is like, "Oh my god, what what happened here?" And that was a wild situation. I don't think Ken, you seem surprised when that happened. Yeah,
2: like when you when I was watching it, I was like, "What the hell did you just do?"
1: Yeah, um, you do guess... just
2: fucking like we ha- we had this conversation. You don't just plug into shit. That you don't know where it's been.
1: <laughs> nothing ventured, nothing gained, all right? Mm. Come on. And then you died again. <laughs> Look, we've got... We all have infinite lives, but we do yeah. have more lives than the average person, all right? <laughs> we have an above-average number of lives. River
3: saves you, right, if you do it? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, which also means he's now down there without a warrant. So, ha, right. we made oh. River break <laughs> the law. <laughs> but... <it's, laughs> Um, that also means he's there when you watch the uh the Han thing like in person, which is really cool, and I kind of like that. So it all pays off. Um. Anyways, uh, we head back to the diner. River is obviously very unhappy, uh, and we meet up with Han. Han is out in the parking lot, and I love like the tension before you get out of the truck of of River trying to just be like, okay, like fuck, we gotta go do this. We gotta go. Deal with this, and we get out. We confront Han, and River's like, "What are you doing? How you? Why? Why would you do this? Who gave the order? Who gave the order to make this happen?" Mm. And Han's just like, "Buddy, you don't know how Night City works.
0: <laughs> I, I'm,
1: I'm here. You, I love the line he has. Is like, you know, the day when I stop taking orders from up top, it's the day I retire, and not a day sooner. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really." I, it, it's so pulpy, and I love it. It's it's mm, very good, yeah. and I I think it you know it doesn't just lay the the foundation for River becoming disillusioned with the system and all that, but it's also just I don't know. It's like hey, this is what the NCPD is. In case you forgot, like they are just corrupt to the core. And we we end this mystery not really knowing anything. We don't have definitive proof that uh holt was the one you know the second in command we don't have proof that he was the one that set up ryan to die in this uh bd uh escapade but we also have a strong inkling that it might have been him he was the one who knew about the the secret club that the mayor liked to go to and and would have been the one to have the access and the power to make all this happen and we have this moment with river where we're like you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with this information? And he wants to open it up. He wants to go to internal affairs. He wants to take care of stuff. And Han's just like, no, not like you don't get it. Like if you do that, they're not going to be mad at me. They're going to be mad at you. They're going to come after you because you're going to be the problem. You're going to be the one that is causing problems for everybody else. Like what do you not get about this? And I, I dig this moment. I do. Hmm. It's it's very f- like genre fiction, but it's good. Yeah, I it's guess, a good genre fiction.
3: I don't know what I'm supposed to feel about it, especially as like playing a criminal, like it's hard. Mm. It's hard to, mm. which I think mm-hmm. is one of the the problems with cyberpunk and how you're you're a criminal, but you can help the cops, and it, it's immediately right. unclear like where you stand in this world. But like, what would I, a criminal, like? Why would I have any feelings about this? this cops like arc to like oh the police system is corrupt i'd be like yeah all right like i'm gonna go do crimes see ya um right. and it is a good genre mm. moment and so it's enjoyable like it's intellectually enjoyable but i think like emotionally it doesn't resonate with me just because m- maybe i'm you know i'm biased and i live in new york <laughs> so i'm like yeah no shit yeah. the cops are corrupt yeah. gasp um mm. but also yeah it's just hard to it's hard to understand why my character would care you know Right? Yeah, I think and it's
1: like, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, I think it's like, you've seen this character. It's not that, you know, you have the sudden realization, you see somebody who is maybe idealistic, have their ideals shattered yeah, that's true. in front of them. And yeah. you like feel, I think it's a moment where you're supposed to feel for River more than you're supposed to feel for like anything else where you're like, oh, you, you sweet, naive child, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're finally learning about the world today. <laughs> oh, I can
3: see that,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I was surprised that there wasn't, like, an option to be, like, that, like, to respond in that way. Because, I mean, it does mm. ultimately, like, the only sort of decisions to gives you are to be, to some degree, sympathetic to how he's feeling. Um, mm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it It was a weird moment for me because, like, even regardless of what decision you make, to my knowledge, this plot beat never gets picked up again. And, like, we never learn anything about it. Like, cause it, it certainly doesn't oh. happen in River stuff. I can't remember. And, yeah. Like, I know the paralysis will come back later, but even when we talk to them about it, what we're about to do, like, their whole kind of feeling on it is like, oh, we know we need to be careful about something. What? Yeah, they're, Who's not, to say?
3: they're, <laughs> they're sure. not really troubled by it, if I recall it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, we go to meet up with the paralysis later, and their whole takeaway is not like, oh, there was a secret corruption and there's like the whole you know and NCPD is is corrupt and they covered up the death of the mayor for somebody else and yada 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 like their whole thing is just like oh okay so that, like that's a faction we need to be aware of that's like a a force of power we need to keep an eye on like like the i think it's important that when you go to see them you go in at street level and you take the elevator all the way up to their penthouse and you're watching them like kind of looking out over Night City and doing mm. their deals on the phone, and they're just kind of like, Oh, well, honey, you heard what he said. We have to be careful around these people. It's like, <laughs> right, they live so they live in a different world than mm. you do, they live in a different place than you do, they operate at a different scale than you do.
3: I do like and, them and there and their pen tests. Though. I think it's something oh, I like. Yeah. To, I like the parts of cyberpunk where you get to go to fancy stuff, which I think is like yeah. the same thing I kind of like about like hitman you know like i like
0: mm. I, mm. I like mm.
3: all the fancy stuff so i i enjoyed them and, and being in their house
2: and I, I would just like how it's placed like geographically like you're always going up up to the top of buildings and mm-hmm. or just like you know the, the the city is viewed from a very certain angle it's not through most of the game and you know meant to kind of be evocative of like you know there are certain people that are looking down
1: upon everyone else
0: mm. mm-hmm.
1: it's i mean that's like classic I mean, we wanna get into architecture and city design. You know, it's literally mm-hmm. like putting the the fanciest places at the the scale that is most removed from mm-hmm. the the street level. It's it's both like a way of creating separate like like it's it's both look at, you know, how rich I am. I could afford to live at like the top level suite in this massive skyscraper and all that. Um, you know, it's it's that feeling. It's it's bragging, but it's also like creating distance between things that happen on the street level where like normal people live and where you live and where like the people of power live and uh I and also it's like it's their penthouse it's not like v's apartment where you're one of a million different little uh rooms slapped together in a giant mega block that is basically like a self-sustaining city inside a giant metal tin can it's this lush suite where they have a piano. I think is this the first time we see a piano in the game? I was trying to think if there was oh, one in the hotel ballroom. Surely not, like when, but maybe. Um, but I just remember seeing like there's like a piano and a bar in here and it was just like things that were very like old world almost, mm-hmm. like like they would almost be considered like uh <laughs> they're What's the word I'm looking for? They're, you have to use them. They're not like robotic. They're not automated. They're they're things that you have to actually get down and get mechanical with, and that would be seen by like rich people as like, oh, it's a piano that you have to play. My wife Elizabeth has been learning Claire de Lune on it, and like that's mm. it's the most rich people ass thing. <laughs> and so I I just loved the the contrast between River at this like crappy diner having his worldview shattered, and meanwhile they're up here like. Oh yes, well we must be careful, honey. There there are bad people at work. <laughs> mm. Um anyways, that's it. It just ends there. They're just like, uh, yep, uh that's that's the world. Um there was a there's a bad thing that happened, and it ended poorly, and there's no real resolution to it either. So yeah. move on with your lives. And I do kind of like that ending, honestly. I'm very much about the forget about it, Jake, it's Chinatown, yeah you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. just move on with it, uh I dig that a lot I mean uh, and it is an introduction
2: to the paralysis who will come up again in a one of my honest one, probably my favorite quests in the game that we'll talk about on the next episode, but mm-hmm. um it was it was kind of just interesting that this functionally this quest introduces you to both river and also the paralysis and just kind of seems to wrap up there, but like it does just introduce. These characters that can that are going to go into into other stories because it's that are completely removed from everything that's happened, at least yeah. you know, in a literal sense. Like you know, emotionally, worldview wise, like things things are going to have to you know come into play. But mm-hmm. uh, this actual floppy is it's not really about B, so it's not really something you're ever going to have to deal with again.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. We, we get to the next quest the hunt river calls us up and says hey we, we need some help but we gotta talk in person and he pulls up in his truck at this meeting place and he is clearly just out of it like there's something on his mind and, and we try to get him to talk we try to be like hey what's going on and he just gives us a news broadcast about uh there was an abduction and a murder um the the police pulled over this car uh where there was a dead uh teenager in in the the car who had been drugged by the driver and the driver like tries to get out and flee and they shoot him um and uh he's he's in a coma has not regained consciousness uh it was apparently this infamous uh abductor serial abductor named peter pan by the public because yeah, that's, that's pretty messed up. That's about <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's that, like, L.A. confidential, like, they would mm-hmm. totally name somebody that uh, in the tabloids. Um, River wasn't part of this case, but the kid they found, the, the dead kid, was wearing uh, the shoes that uh, his nephew Randy had been wearing when he disappeared a few months back. So, obviously, River is concerned right and and this is kind of where we get like a real lens into river's world is river wants to look into this case he hasn't been allowed on the case he's not satisfied with the progress that's happening he doesn't know what's going on and so obviously he wants to look into it um he wants to take care of it uh and and obviously we're going to be supportive because what kind of person would hear this and not want to help river out come on um so we can't interrogate him because we can't interrogate Peter Pan because he is in a coma, but we can watch his dreams. That's right. It's AI, the Somnium files. Baby. <laughs> we're going, we're going inception in here. Uh, we can look into the dreams of somebody. There has been technology being worked on where dreams can be recorded as BDs. And I do kind of like that a lot. That's like a cool thing that we will get into here, but we get to a lab, and we're going to have to break in and find some BDs ourselves. And uh, <laughs> we get to be like, oh, we're going to break the law, huh? And uh, we we basically jump the fence in the back uh, and, and get in in the back way uh, and start sneaking around and looking for stuff. And, oh, my God, is that a <laughs> bridge baby from Death Stranding <laughs> in this video game? Uh, I love that there are two Hideo Kojima references in Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. Incredible. (laughs) Um, But eventually we find a room where obviously children were being held and it has like, you know, wallpaper and toys and things like that. Uh, We're looking through medical records. We're looking for the name of the the Peter Pan guy, Harris, uh, where those dreams are being stored. Although it is weird that like, as we eventually start to learn, they were testing the stuff on the kids here, and this this guy was one of the test subjects originally, I think is, is what we're looking for. Well, Am so I like right the, there, Ken?
2: The way that they describe it is like they were using this on autistic children, and mm-hmm. then they say later that because Harris is in a coma and has brain damage from being shot, yeah. his brain operates similar to an autistic child's, which was just like... Don't love I that. I kind of yeah. the game and put the controller down for a second. I was just like...
1: Don't like that. Not great. Mm. <sighs> Very weird. Oh, boy. But isn't it oh. edgy and dark and right. in your face? No, it just sounds like a bunch of people who have no functional understanding of no. mental health trying to write a story about mental health. Can't imagine that's going to get any worse in this quest. Nah. <laughs> no, who could think? <laughs> um, oh, God. Um. Anyways, we... um. We start going through drawers, and we ask, like, "Why don't you just get a janitor to, like, you know, just pull some threads and get, you know, leave a door propped open or whatever?" And uh, River's like, "Oh, I'm just trying to uh, not leave a lot of loose threads, so I don't get found out." And then we get caught <laughs> by <laughs> someone who we learn is Yawan Packard, who lets us know that River's been kicked off the force. And uh, he's like, I've been suspended, actually. <laughs> and that's about all we get there. <laughs> uh, it's a difference. We're separated. We're not divorced. Exactly. Um, and and they start to argue, and Yawin's, you know, not having it. There's clearly some history between these two. And uh, finally, we can just be like, look, this is about saving a kid's life. Like, there's, there's stuff going on here. And then River pulls the ultimate dick move and is like, hey, remember that... Uh, remember that quiz you took, that remember that test you took to get into medical medical school and there was a fire that day and yeah like basically has some blackmail on this person that it was also that like the evil.
2: vaguest, like weirdest like I, I granted, like they don't have to tell us everything to like, you know, get a certain point across that these two know each other, like have history and like there is something that he is kind of holding over her. Yeah. But it was just like I I feel like I walked in on something is what it felt like at the moment.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. It's weird. It's it's weird. Uh, the writing and, on this, in this quest is a little weird to me. Just... Yeah, like, mechanically, we do some things that are really cool and feel much more, like, detective-y and investigative-y and stuff like that, but also, like, writing-wise, it is all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, so, it's got a weird vibe. Uh, she finally tells like, us, like... Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, she finally tells us, like, hey, you know... um, I, I can't really do anything because Harris isn't dreaming. Um, the bullet uh, damaged him and this is where we get the the brain damage thing. And, yeah. and um, River's like, oh, but you could try some of the stimuli that, that you used back here, like favorite movies or music or whatever, but we don't know. Um, you know Yawin turns around and says, like, we don't know like what his favorite movies or music or anything that would like spark a memory would be and river's like okay so that means like if we find something you try it and she's like whatever fine uh, we can also ask y'all one at this point river wants to leave and go find something we can also ask y'all one about the relic at this point and um it, it, it's just kind of a side thing i like that they acknowledge that here mm-hmm. That like oh hey this person might know something about the relic because they work as a neuroscientist um so i kind of like that it's a nice little yep. side in a mess of a quest moment. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And we, we walk out and Johnny's like not wild about it. Um, (laughs) I didn't even notice. I did not even know. So I had a thing where, because I'm female V uh, Johnny's like, Oh, you're getting hot for the cop. Huh? You want to polish his badge? Huh? Well, Mm. you could do worse than like, he's, he's weirdly supportive of, V, like, dating River, even mm. in spite of River being a cop, which I kept thinking back to, like, the Judy missions, where he was just like, "Uh, don't hang right. around with her, and, <laughs> and, like, just talked so much trash about her, and I'm like, Johnny, I think you got a problem. <laughs> but,
3: <laughs> I can't remember. Does um, he do that, like, in any... Does he give you, a, like... Does he indicate whether or not you can romance someone in the way he talks? I can't remember. Her.
1: Uh, he does he does for some so like for river he's specifically if you're female v he's like he makes comments about like oh it really seems like you want to polish his badge and stuff like that and like he makes some asides that you know would indicate like oh a romance could be possible here but also johnny's a dick (laughs) interesting (laughs) yeah
2: but uh yeah i had a moment where like i you know he's being apprehensive about working with a cop and I picked the option to say, to say like, River's all right, and then V says, not every cop's a bastard. And so, I am a couple of lines of this, because, like, one, yes, I was in the process of, like, saying that River is a good guy that seems to have, like, his heart in the right place. Two, maybe there is a conversation to be had about how, like, leftist talking points often get, like, boiled down to a slogan that is meant to communicate a nuance that is not <clears throat> often talked about, and is certainly not talked about in this scene, but... The game, like lifting that phrase and using it in this context, just is like this game does not fucking get it. Like this game does not, like that. That feels like weaponizing, you know, a legitimate stance that is often encapsulated in that phrase, and like you know, just throw it under the bus. And that that to me is just like that tells me what you actually think about cops and like how you're, you know, like for all the things that you've got this, you know, these interesting bits of world building like the, the Pacifica thing that we talked about in the last mission. Like, that, you know, recognize certain dynamics at play, but
1: then you say this shit, and I'm like, you don't fucking get it. Remember when Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, was doing its marketing, uh, and there was that sign, the Og Lives Matter yeah. sign? Every time a company does this, not only is it just like immediately immersion breaking possibly worse than i know i went off on a whole thing in dragon age inquisition when somebody like made a joke that was in french and i was like france doesn't exist in dragon age how can you make that joke (laughs) but just as immersion breaking is taking like a meme and doing a meme i i really in general do not like meme writing in video games because Mm. i think it incredibly like dates things and i know also like reducing a cab down to a meme is is like reducing that very far but also like it is for all intents and purposes like it a memetic idea it is a like slogan is a saying it is a thing that is you say it on things uh it 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 has the form of a meme but it's um it's like not only does it date it, but it feels like the game is directly speaking to you the player in that moment, because again there's no real like basis for that stuff right. in well, but there would in be, the if, world?
3: If you were actually a criminal, like it would make sense, right? But again I think the game undermines itself. Like like what is this coming to trust a cop mean if you already are like working for the cops and for mm, you mm-hmm, know, like mm-hmm. I meant it's just also, specifically
1: using, like, the exact terminology of, yeah. like, that that phrasing, that structure of of just turning around and being, like, we're doing the same phrase again, but slightly different to make it fit in our world. And, yeah. and that's just, like, mm, kills it for me. Yeah, I definitely, um,
3: like, had a crush on him in as my character, right, um, and, and didn't necessarily see that as some kind of moral failing. Like, maybe mm. I'm just old, but I wasn't, like, oh, a cop. Um, (laughs) Mm. but yeah, but again, it feels like it doesn't, there's a lot you could do there. That doesn't seem like it matters. Like it should be like gasp a cop, but again, it's, it's kind of not,
1: Mm. um, we get back in reverse truck and, and we get to actually talk to him a little bit about his departure from the NCPD. Um, he, he doesn't really want to talk about it. Um, and, and, you know, we, we can try to pry, but you know it's it is what it is he's just clearly on the outs there um he he wants to get things done and there's a system that cares more about you know again somebody watched the wire right that this is a system that cares about pleasing the higher ups and getting the crime rate down and getting those numbers down and whatever like methodology will best let them do that whether that means reclassifying crimes whether that means Uh, booking something for that might solve the immediate crime, but not the greater problem in the city. Like that just sees it as paper coming across a desk that needs to be sent out the other side for bureaucratic efficiency. Watch the wire. (laughs) Um, But uh, we go to his sister Joss's house um, and she, at this point thinks Randy ran away. So, River's kind of like, hey, you know, keep it to ourselves. You know, maybe let's, you know, keep the kidnapping between us. Uh, but maybe we can find something at Joss's place. It was specifically in Randy's belongings that might give us a lead on Harris and, and more info about him. And so we go there. Um, and Johnny shows up to make fun of how not a great place to live it is, which, thanks, Johnny. That was real nice. <laughs> um and inside we meet joss and you know we get introduced and at this point um you know she's like "What what's going on with randy uh and we could step in and say that randy has been taken or we could just not say anything at which point river then just says it yeah which- right <laughs> glad we had that talk in the truck river <laughs> great great planning you know really with river needs nathan fielder on board all right we need a rehearsal for for this exact situation <laughs> um yeah. i might have watched a bunch of the rehearsal last night uh, that may or may not have happened i tried um
3: i don't like watching people oh. be uncomfortable
1: oh yeah then then don't watch the yeah. show <laughs> um we could talk about that later but um yeah, it's just overall, you know, she, she's like, okay, you know, go look through Randy's stuff, go do what you need to do, just try not to like break anything, you know, and and let the kids know it's time to eat.
3: The so kids we head out to like another people. My favorite CD project, Red kid problem where every kid is oh, just a shrunken, yeah a creepy shrunken down granite
1: <laughs> thank you i keep saying this when i'm playing i keep telling ken why all the children just look like small adults like this is a I bunch of if you played yeah, Final fantasy I... 14 it's like the lava <laughs> fell like they're all just running around really tiny <laughs>
2: have you have you gone back to river's place oh i guess you should not play it after you play for the episode but like if you go back to river's place and you, you can go through all, all the rooms and stuff like it functions like an apartment like how judy's or carrie's places do and you open the door to the kid's bedroom, and it, without fail, I've seen other people on YouTube as well that just the kids are just standing on their beds looking at the wall.
1: <laughs> oh, I Every hate time. that. I'm oh, never I'm going back. That, that rules. I'm never going back. That's a bad place. <laughs> we don't go there. Um. Anyways, we we look around Randy's trailer. I do kind of like that this is like a trailer park, and they have like kind of different. They have the newer trailer and the older trailer, which, uh. River had apparently got them a new trailer uh, and, and yeah, Randy wanted to, to live in the older trailer.
3: Cause he said, River says like, if I recall it that him and his sister don't get along, but then they seem to get along pretty quickly. I,
1: yeah, I think it's more like he's got a little bit of like a persecution complex around <laughs> some of like like the way he's had to be as we learn more about what the relationship between Joss and her husband was like mm. and and that river kind of had to be this like punitive force in a way like he was he was the cop, right? He yeah. he was the one who was bringing this drunk husband back from dive bars and stuff that he was taking his son out to and all that. Like mm-hmm. River was having to be the one that was being like, no, you have to act like a father. And the, the husband was clearly not wanting to act like mm-hmm. a father, just wanted to be like the, the, I think he's an Aldecaldo, right? Like that. Yeah. I think that's the implication is that he wasn't Aldecaldo at some point. Oh, shoot.
3: Something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah they mentioned something like there's you, cause you can ask in this section, you can talk to Joss about her husband and that's how she tells you that like, Oh, he, it was actually better when he was gone. And mm. you know, I was, I was happy when it was like a full week that he was away. But then, uh, she mentions that the, all the Caldos said he had an honorable death and right. that was like all she ever heard about it. Um,
2: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. On the, the wiki now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, it is weird how little information we get about that guy, but it also sounds like he did not want to embrace the fact that he was a father to these Mm. children. And so river had to constantly step in. And so I think there's a lot of like self self persecution in that, that he like sees himself as just this like, bad times guy that's cleaning up all the messes and not as like a loving uncle in a way Mm -hmm. you know like he doesn't see himself the way that the kids might see him
2: yeah i gonna say the kids like see it like love him there's even that point where they run up and they ask if V. is well they asked they asked me if uh i was uh his partner but they ask if female v is his girlfriend
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. so And I was like, damn, kids, that's bad ally shit right there. But, um, yeah, we, we poke around Randy's trailer. And I like this part is what I was looking for because it does feel like you have to kind of know what you're looking for. But also, like, you're finding a lot of info that will just inform you more about who Randy is, what he was into. I I like that there's so much just flavor text and additional Mm -hmm. stuff that you are kind of sorting through, looking for things that might indicate information. And that, that is exciting to me. I like, I like when a a detective story gives you like just a bunch of information and then asks you to like draw the connections in there Mm -hmm. and figure out where it all is. Uh, And this section does that very well. I think within like the confines of cyberpunk system um it, it gives you some interesting stuff to kind of poke around and figure out yeah definitely uh, um but as as we get further and further in we see that like oh you know he's really into dark electronic music and seems like kind of a loner um you know there's definitely some feelings he's got around his father's passing he's also a bit of an artist a bit of a musician he's got like some like not like like fiction writing and and stuff like that and analysis of music like he was writing like basically a pitchfork review on his laptop about his favorite band's album or whatever which i thought was just like very relatable and instantly made me like <laughs> get this kid in a way that was cool but yeah. then we also it reminded me a lot of mass effect 2 the the mission with samara yeah the Yeah, it's the same thing where you're kind of going through this apartment and trying to find all these connections and information about how this person was taken advantage of by another person because eventually we find the emails that Harris was exchanging with Randy and we can see the manipulation of somebody who was in a dark place. And it it gets like really sad and really depressing Mm -hmm. because obviously now River is having to look at these messages and be like, he was being taken advantage of by this terrible person, this abductor, and also, like he was in need of somebody to give him right. help, and I was not there to do it. Like it's... for a
2: game that has really shitty views on me- mental health, it like is mm-hmm. one of the one moments in the game where it feels like it's actually acknowledging how vulnerable people can be, <laughs> yeah, definitely. when they are in a bad spot, and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. it can have tragic ends. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's it's really hard to to work through in some spots, even. Um, and and we we learn more and more about all this stuff. We even we can find some clues that start to piece together stuff. So like we get an address uh, that Harris had sent like a game to, to Randy from uh, an address out in the Badlands. And if we're a net runner, we can try to hack an IP address. Uh, But we eventually find this website uh, mentioned in the email uh, called drugs are bad, (laughs) 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 which big fan of the website. (laughs) Drugs are bad. bad. (laughs) Uh, It's, it's, it's a website about, combating drug addiction but if you click and this is the funny part is like oh you click on part of a jpeg and it goes to the secret website which is very it's a very like 90s web ass thing like this was this mm-hmm. is something i'd expect to find on like an angel fire website you know like but it's like a I,
3: government site isn't it it's like and maybe i can't remember i, I feel like drugs it, are bad is run by like the cops or something oh
1: it? finally drugs are yeah something like that <laughs> It's this like, is not a stingoperation.com. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, we found a hidden page for Tony Shelter, which has some like secret special treatment to help people become superhuman. And there's there's a file missing on the site, but um the name is there and the name is also in the files on Randy's uh hard drive, uh which is for a really creepy cow cartoon. Yeah. Really unsettling Cuphead ass mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Cow cartoon um, And so we. I do get the stat check for net running Haha ha, um, because I'm a You got runner. one the whole season <laughs> I, I had another one I had the technical ability one Because those are like the two stats I've been dumping everything into Is uh, net running And, and technical ability Because I'm a nerd uh, <laughs> That is what I've decided to become In, in the cyberpunk future Where I'm um,
2: super cool Mm-hmm. yeah you're super cool
1: shit. and yet you failed to impress river uh with your sick net running skills so uh just, just deal with that mm. um i can't believe you failed to impress a cop ken damn <laughs> um literally too cool to impress a cop um <laughs> but we send the cartoon off to uh river's friend to do some dream brain dance stuff with in the hopes that it might surface something give us something to work with. And meanwhile, uh, we head back to Joss's trailer to go have dinner. The kids head off to bed, but leave some food for uh, us to eat. And Joss gives River her food because she's lost her appetite. She's clearly like broken up a little bit. Um, having some trouble getting through this. And River gives us the, the option to stay at Randy's trailer for the night. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we could just like hang out. Uh, and do we, does this actually like end the quest if we don't do that like do you just not follow through with the rest of the quest i don't, if know. You don't do that? i wonder if you i wonder if like you I'm, can't come back to it or if hmm. that would be weird but yeah it's like it, it it's implied as like oh you you can either sleep there waiting for the bd to come in or you can just be like yeah i don't know text me which like i don't know feels weird like we are very invested in this at this mm-hmm. point so you a very take
0: yeah. Yeah, you're you not
3: gonna care bail. Of this right now. I guess you must be able to. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't occur to me to bail.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're all good people here. On exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So we hang out in the bed and and fall asleep, and the river wakes us up. The cartoon worked. Harris is dreaming, and we go back into the brain dance, and um. We also like screen share to <laughs> the laptop, yeah, so River can watch it. Which I guess then begs the question why you need a BD headset. I guess you need it to like read the file, and then it, you know, maybe it's like an Oculus. I don't know, it's it's weird. There's just story I mean, you need reasons the, you need the headset to like interact Interpret with it the data, with it. but then like River, does River just watch it through your eyes then, or like what's I would assume he's watching the feed, yeah. Uh. Who's that makes sense. I, I, I don't
0: don't know. It shit works
1: now. I kind of like a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> um. Anyways, the BD starts, and we're in a cafeteria, and Harris is being scolded for killing a turtle. Good, we're just going right to animal murder <laughs> right off, right off the bat. The classic serial killer, uh, thing is: oh, they killed an animal, and uh, Harris was like, oh, it was sick, and I was trying to help, and the teacher's like, I'm going to report you. And also, you're bad. Just like your father And Harris is like, fuck you. (laughs) And that's it. Um, But the teacher, who is... By the way, they just pick like the worst person in the world to be a teacher in this world. Yeah, they're
3: so mean. (laughs) Uh, They're like,
1: well, your father's farm failed and then he killed himself. Yeah, like,
3: what the hell?
1: And you're a failure, too, because you killed a turtle. (laughs) um, It is pretty creepy when... uh, uh harris gets mad and looks down we looks back up the teacher is gone and a cow is in his place with a bag over its head yeah. um very unsettling i didn't i avoided it this time <laughs> did not want to see that i'm good
2: yeah there, that was the point where i was like are these dreams just gonna be like one-to-one memories or are they gonna do like dream like shit where stuff stopped making sense and so that was interesting at the very least
1: yeah um, we scanned a bulletin board and learned that uh, the school was in Luguna Bend, uh, which, fun fact, was the the place where Judy used to live that yeah. we went through in Pyramid Song when we went diving. That's pretty neat.
3: That is a fun fact. Uh,
1: we forgot to mention it, but during while we were getting these quests to run, I went back to Judy's place because I'm romancing Judy, and I went to go take a nap in her bed, and uh, Judy when I walked in was like hanging out and she was like, Oh, by the way, someone named Elizabeth Perales has called me up and I sent them your way. Uh, mm-hmm. you might want the job. So they connect the dots. Neat. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Um, and I, and
2: I would never know that because she, Judy's already left the city by the time that like I got to this quest because I'm not romancing her. So that, that was just like an interesting little tidbit that you get kind
1: of for like romancing her or still yeah. being around.
0: Mm-hmm. Neat. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, anyways uh now we see harris in a farm and uh he's dealing with a bunch of cows it's like a it's a dairy um and his his father is is furious because uh harris was supposed to check the hormone levels on a cow and did not and his father hits him and says you you could have killed the cow like you did your mother (laughs) and then starts um walking through and and doing all this stuff. And again, we get a lot more dreamlike stuff, but the, the important thing here is that we scan uh a lot. We see a lot of cows hooked up to these like feed injectors that they have in there and all these like hormones and supplements and stuff. And then uh we jump ahead and there's a third BD and the cartoon that we've been looking for is playing. It's the same farm, but it's later on. The cows aren't here anymore. It's the teenagers that he's been kidnapping and treating like cattle and hooking up to the cattle systems and filling them with stimulants and supplements and all the, the cow stuff and like those giant feed needles and all that. Um, and one's getting away and Harris, uh, catches up and drags him back in. Uh, so we, we get a bunch of like location stuff from here. Like, Oh, there's sounds like a landfill is nearby. Um, there you can see lights nearby that we're promoting, A certain album that came out at that time uh, and it changed color on the hour so we know like what hour this was taken at uh there's records for fire inspection there's an id number which gives us like the the sort of farm equipment and that's all really cool i kind of wish that that wasn't happening in the background i wish that you were having to like look some of this up or maybe you and river were collaborating and putting this together instead of river just being like oh that's petrochem like cool thanks river (laughs) take all the fun out of it but well, what is um, it
3: suggested that he's that the kidnapper is doing with the kids? I feel like that's that's, that's what I was
1: made. that's what I was getting into. It's yeah. like what is what is the mo here? Is he trying right? to
3: fix them in some way, or is he is he trying the, to
1: like fill the stables? Like he feels like he's supposed to be taking care of something. But then for then
3: farm. What is? But then why that... kids? Yeah. yeah,
1: like why teenage boys? Which, obviously, like, there there is a level of, like, okay, well, you were abused as a kid. And, and it feels like somebody watched a lot of stuff, like, a lot of serial killer movies, and just kind of, like, lifted general ideas from them. And then planted them in with this, like, cow thing. I still yeah. don't get the cow thing. Like, I guess it's just creepy. But, like... Well, I
3: mean, because, right, because it's, like, the farm and his dad's farm and it failed. But then, when he sees the, like, mean teacher as a cow, it isn't clear what cow is signify exactly yeah what
1: what a cow symbolizes to him like maybe he thinks he's above humanity and wants to treat them like cattle but then where does where does violence against this specific demographic which he is specifically targeting come into it that doesn't logically click at all like not to just sit here and like Hannibal through this whole thing (laughs) but um I, I I really do like I came away from this mission being like okay so like what was his deal again like yeah. why was he it's doing this outside of oh he had a bad childhood yeah it's very and evocative so he became creepy, a serial killer
3: yeah it doesn't really hold up to scrutiny i think if you right? yeah it doesn't look like, connects the dots yeah
1: and 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 more than that it's not just like a, oh this doesn't make sense like cinema sins ding or whatever like it <laughs> it feels like a narrative Failing because you end up with this entire section of a story that feels very dramatic, but also extremely hollow. And I think this is the flip side of doing like I I kept harping on genre fiction before, and I think in that case, like they used the general structure of a genre fiction to at least like inform a story about River becoming disillusioned with justice, right? Mm. River becoming disillusioned with the system of Night City. And that at least, like, serves its purpose. Even if you're just kind of playing the hits, you're at least, like, doing Mm. something that is character development for a character. Mm. None of that is happening here. Nobody's really, like, changing or growing outside of River and maybe realizing that he was not personally there when he could have been. And it really just... That works like for what's coming up next. Like I think,
2: I think for for River, I think I'm connecting the dots here. But for Harris, as like an entity that is kind of you know bringing all of this shit to light, like it feels like there's a point A and a point B, and they just never built the bridge between them. It's it's
1: hollow. It, it it literally just feels like they lifted some greatest hits. Like they were like, oh, we need to write a serial killer story here, so. Pick a bunch of stuff from your favorite serial killer fiction and we'll put it all in a blender and out comes Peter Pan slash cowboy. And that's that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Um and just does not work for me. Just does not work. What's it doesn't even make why why did drugs are bad lead <laughs> lead to this thing? Where did that even come from? Like I I went back through those emails and nothing about it like it, it was like three different characters were in this one segment anyways
3: yeah maybe the maybe the treatments are intended to help the kids get off drugs i don't know but get off
1: get off the devil's lettuce yeah but then (laughs) even
3: that doesn't really make sense
1: yeah um but it is very creepy and memorable and
3: it's in its creepiness
1: yeah it's got imagery for sure (laughs) i just don't think it goes any deeper than that um the, the one part I do like, so we, we get in the truck. We're like, okay, we've got all the info we need. We can kind of triangulate where, like where this is happening and what's going on. And we get in the truck and we start heading out that way. And, um, you know, we're kind of trying to calm river down along the way. Well, before like, we,
2: before we like head out, there isn't another one for draw attention to, to that I thought was yeah. interesting. And I'm very sorry to bring up a curse game, uh, like heavy rain on this podcast, but Oh God, to, to, you know, get to the place where they're being held, like, if you don't find all those clues, you kind of have to just kind of, like, extrapolate and try and figure out which one it is. Um, Like, if you get everything, I think River just deduces where it is. But if you don't, like, you just kind of have to guess. And if you get it wrong, the you'll fail the quest, which was, reminded me of something in Heavy Rain where, like, there's, like, a, you know, a one character in that game that's going through, like, a Saw-like thing of, like, do this thing to, do this horrible thing to yourself to get right. this clue that will right. help you find your... your uh, your kidnapped son and if you weren't able to finish all of them you would get you know some some level of information and then you would just have to guess based on the information you had and you could fail that but other characters that you've been playing as might also still find their way to the kid so the kid might be saved like that opportunity for failure I think was just something that was interesting to me that like mm-hmm. not a lot of mm-hmm. games do when they give you you know these sort of mystery settings where you know they give you the opportunity to not have all the answers and possibly not solve the mystery that you're trying to do and that can have you know huge ramifications not only for you know your relationship with river but also just like you know you might not find these kids and that was good and interesting design that yeah. um ultimately like That's i sweet. circumvented by finding all the stuff but like that is just like an interesting wrinkle in yeah. this that it is failable
1: yeah no that is neat i'm, I'm with you on that <laughs> i i forgive you for bringing up the curse game <laughs>
3: <laughs> i just saw um, some uh, some youtube video of, of someone who made a a stray mod where when you press the cat meow it it does mm-hmm. the, the press x to jason thing, oh, which i no. think is just the funniest thing i've ever seen oh. and i watched it like seven times oh god mm-hmm.
1: uh, Anyway. We will never... I, I'm saying this now. We are never doing a David Cage game on Normandy mm. FM. I refuse <laughs> we'll, to do a we'll David Cage this, game on Normandy FM.
0: Before we ever...
1: <laughs> there are... I would rather do just about any other game. <laughs> um, yeah, we got to do Tales from the Borderlands before we even get close to that one. Um. Um, if we're going to do a narrative adventure game. Um, but... Uh, we we're trying to get out there we're, we're in the truck we're on the way and you know we can be like hey we're gonna save him or we can be like hey you need to focus up you can't lose your cool um which is what i said like hey focus like we focus on driving get there like we are doing all we can right now and getting like nervous right now is not going to help anyone it's not going to help him mm-hmm. which you know just that, that's that is what i would want to hear if i was in rivers place when i when i get anxious and stuff it helps me when someone's just like hey focus on like what's ahead of you mm-hmm. like step by step let's breathe in one at a time like uh thinking about the larger picture it doesn't help so yeah i um, i chose like the more encouraging option because i just felt i felt kind of weird being preachy to a guy who's whose nephew was in very great yeah. immediate <laughs> danger <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: that's fair that's fair i i could see how that would be like that that could be read in that way that like it's you know hey calm down like stop freaking out i was very much like hey i get you're anxious like let's breathe in one step at a time we're gonna save him like that's yeah um we bust through the gates maybe haphazardly (laughs) and there are turrets armed and ready to go uh and and landmines everywhere um which again (laughs)
3: begs the question of what is this guy doing
1: yeah yeah I I mean like you can eventually find that like oh he's got um he's got books on how to create his own landmines and stuff like that but like I I know that we have come across a few places out in the badlands that definitely have some you know like self-defense options and stuff I had done a cyber psycho mission out here where Mm. he had a couple of like drones and turrets and stuff and it's very much implied that people who live out there uh, will kind of have their own self-defense automation systems because of, you know, raiders and stuff like that. But um, this dude really had a lot of weaponry out there. Mm, yeah. Like, something like four turrets and, like, an entire field of, of landmines. Mines. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of landmines. don't know what kind of army he was planning for, but...
2: <laughs> Which, uh, less than fun fact, if you actually just, like, 180 out of here, you'll get, like... Repeated texts from River, like "Hey, where are you? I need your help." And if you just keep walking, and you just never come back, River will just try to get in by himself and die. And really? then if he come back, he's like, "Yeah," and he's he's just laying there. And Johnny, you know, and the only time he's been right so far in this whole fucking game is like, "You piece of shit, you just left him here." Oh wow, cool. That's yeah,
0: that's right. that's
1: actually really cool. I kind of like that. Yeah, that's mm, awesome. That's I like that. Mm, that, that's I feel my like take that's my on that.
3: it, Yeah, that's something that made this game so hard for me is every time I didn't like it, there's something like that. There's some small mm-hmm. thing that I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, is there more of this? Like, ooh you know, like is the game full of these small, interesting things?
0: hmm Yeah. Uh, that's
1: neat. Anyways, we can just like sneak into the house and find a switch to turn all the defenses off if we want to do that. I turn the turrets off with my brain because that's mm-hmm something that just about any character in this video game can do uh which kind of makes turrets feel like not much of a threat ever to be honest Mm. Uh, i don't know that i've ever seen a turret in this game and been worried even at like level one i was like "Oh, i'll just turn it off with my brain like there's no real way that they have of stopping you from doing that all the time so i don't know um but then we go in and we keep looking uh around and, and we find the barn we find like a rooftop access into the barn uh and we find all the kids hooked up inside to these messed up cattle machines including randy uh and we luckily randy's alive and we go and we shut the system down and also pick up a cattle prod for some reason <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, i mean um know, have you
2: been using a katana the full time and you wanted something something else for your melee weapon
0: hmm.
1: it's i don't know it's no i'm picturing i was
2: like this is cursed i don't want this
1: yeah i'm picturing and then i got a a golden bat later which
2: had nails in it which i was very very down with
1: so it's like v walking into this place like "Ooh, serial killers lair Ooh, cattle prod and Mm -hmm. river's like turn the fucking machine (laughs) off what are you doing (laughs) um uh we we turn the machine off and we help all the kids get unhooked from the system and then river calls us over to help uh get randy out of the restraints and he's unconscious, but he's alive. And, and we cut to trauma team showing up and getting all the kids out of there. And we're kind of taking a breather. You know, it's very much like the end of the, the bad movie. And, you know, all the, the ambulances and stuff are getting everybody out of there. You're sitting there with River, and River's like, I can't let this go. As long as he's alive, I he's he's getting away from it. And I'm going to be honest. I said killing him will not help anything.
0: Mm.
1: I, I for once chose no violence and I'll tell you why. Um, I do honestly believe like no matter what has happened at this point, like the evil is gone. In all the other times that we have like killed someone in this game, when we've chosen to go kill someone, it's because they were not being punished for the things that they had done. But in this case, like Peter Pan has been caught. Peter Pan is in a comatose state. And even if he ever wakes up, he's going to be under arrest. Like it is without, like he is going to jail for the rest of his life. He is going to sit in a cell and have to deal with what he's done. And there is an argument for taking sympathy on folks who have mental health issues, even though that they have done awful things that they are still responsible for. But I think in this case, I was very much like, we have served some level of justice here and we can't just think that justice is a matter of life or death. Like we have served punitive measures here and anything else we do is just us trying to take, um, take some measure of uh, catharsis in hurting others. And that's not healthy for river at this time. Mm. So that was kind of where I landed with it. Whereas with Judy, I was very much like, yeah, this dude's going to keep running around and causing problems for more people if we don't do anything. And, and that's been made clear to us. So we got to go take care of this guy ourselves because nobody else is going to, but this guy, Harris has been taken care of. Um, and right now, river's one problem is that he hasn't been taken care of enough yet. And that I think is more indicative of river trying to deal with his own problems than any level of actually solving the problem at hand. But hmm. Ken, I think you, you just <laughs> said, go, go kill the guy.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, I was at, at that point had little sympathy left and like, like you said, I, and I, like, I think like your argument has swayed me more And cause like, I'm not, I don't feel necessarily as steadfast as I might have at the moment, but I was just like, yes this person you know is seemingly dealt with at this moment but like after everything i just saw i was not like again i I did not want to feel preachy towards river in the midst of everything he had seen that his nephew had just been put through
0: mm.
3: Can't remember i mean what i did
1: well fun fact it doesn't matter what you do oh, okay. <laughs> the story turns out <laughs> the same way either way
3: but
1: uh, a yeah. lot of quests uh. in the game do that mm-hmm. it's like yeah yeah but but to be fair i'm also not somebody who thinks that you have to have a different outcome for everything i do think right. that yeah like selective role playing and playing the character you want to play even if outcomes are going to be similar is still important so yep. it, in this moment it is like kind of the game asking you you know like well, what do you think do you think this person deserves right. to be punished more than they already have uh and i think that enough like the question enough is interesting yeah. mm-hmm even if it doesn't result in any immediate action. But um, later on, you know, we can get some texts and stuff. Uh, River goes to visit Randy at the hospital. We get a message that uh, just about made Ken and I, uh, (laughs) like, tears laughing because uh, River will message V and be like, hey, I'm going to to Randy. Uh, I'm going to go visit him in the hospital. Want to get him something. What do you think I should get him? You can either be like, oh, I don't know, something he likes. Or you can send him a message that says, I don't know, he's not my fucking nephew. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I I love that reply so much. <laughs> like, Jesus River. <laughs> just think for a minute. Like
2: I've like noticed I've noticed as I've been going through a lot of the text in this game, is that, like I feel like the most times that V gets to just be the snarkiest fucking asshole is mm-hmm. in the text. And yeah. some mm-hmm. of, like the and frankly, some of the funniest writing is some in there too, and that was just one of the moments where, like, I even like as I played played myself, like, I didn't immediately like register how funny that was when I heard you read it out loud. That one, I was like, <laughs> that was really fucking funny. <laughs> it is weird.
0: Um,
1: <sighs> but yeah, we eventually get a call. Uh, River's sounding pretty good. He wants us to drop by for dinner at Joss's place. Um, I will also say at this point, in the text messages, River is coming on pretty strong Mm -hmm. to my female v like sending winky faces and and shit like that and there's somebody else that i'm "Mm."
2: thinking about these days
1: yeah yeah you can ask him about yawin the the neuroscientist and you can be like oh you know uh y'all you think about reigniting an old flame or whatever and he's like, no, nah, there's somebody else I'm thinking about these days. Winky vase. And I was just like, mm. and I would literally like closed my phone and walked back into the apartment where my girlfriend was <laughs> <laughs> and went to sleep no. in the, in our shared bed. Um, do we wanna, so, yeah.
2: Do we want to talk about, I guess, because like we, the shit
1: I, I've got in I, my notes is like
2: the friendship path. But I think like, do we we talk we're talking about, about now, like, yeah. like the, the tone of the entire quest is more so than it was even with Pan Am. Like, cause we talked about in that episode, like, I feel like the game just had, like, a real problem with clarity in terms of really differentiating how a character would uh, react towards male or female V. Where the River Quest, it, like, starts on one track and you cannot get it off of that track until the very, very end. Mm. To the point that, like, I was kind of just, like, uncomfortable with, like, how long, like it, it took, cause, like you know, with the pan and stuff, like you could get it off of the romance path fairly immediately. Like it was one very mm-hmm. uncomfortable conversation, mm-hmm. yeah. but then you know it just picked up where it left off. Where with River, an entire quest line persists, where it is assuming that this is a possibility, even if, like, say you're a,
3: you're in a relationship with Judy, which the game like does not acknowledge. It's very, otherwise. it's yeah. very flirty. I guess maybe we'll get there. but yeah. when when it becomes not flirty times, I was. Quite shocked. (laughs) Right.
1: Mm -hmm. And Uh. and that's the weirder part for me is like I am already in what the game recognizes as a relationship at this point. Like I'm exchanging text messages with Judy. I'm sleeping at her apartment. Like I have have gone on sexy diving times with her. (laughs) Like they're every all boxes have been checked. And yeah, when I do the river stuff, like, the this entire quest, which is really just, you go to River's place, they're having, you know, like, a little family meal, you know, he's making real jambalaya out in the the yard uh, with soy I feel like
3: he cooks and, in a weird order. I, I meant to look up how you cook jambalaya, but I feel like at some point we're <laughs> cooking the meat, but he's making the, like, mirepoix, and I'm like, wouldn't you have done that first?
1: Yeah, so, like, <laughs> the meat's already in the, in the pot, and then he's like, I gotta go chop and up it, some yeah. celery and, and garlic or something, tomato, and I'm like, yeah. wait, you tell Telling me that shit's not in there right now. Like <laughs> the you, whole you've thing's out of Yeah, you've had this meat stewing for how long and you're just now putting garlic in? Like, what are you doing here? Um It's like a very yeah. minor
3: quibble, but I was definitely like, wait a minute.
1: No, I'm with you. Like like the, the ingredients of the jambalaya were correct. Like I saw some sausage in there, I saw the um the Trinity, the 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 Mirepoix of uh New Orleans, but I think you're supposed to use I think you use green peppers instead yeah, of carrots. I, I think, think is what so, it is. Yeah. Also, um, when they
3: when you have dinner at her house in the in the previous quest, they're having like hamburgers, but also like sausages, but also fried rice. They have like all of the foods. I'm fascinated by the food in this game, and for some reason, I no. have
1: an answer to this because oh, I was nice. investigating around. <laughs> um, so I was I was looking around uh, like the kitchen that they were in. Yeah. And if you look at the refrigerator type thing that is in Joss's place, it looks like it's like a food delivery system. Uh Like it has prices on it and stuff where it's like, Oh, a burger is like $3. And so, yeah, I was like, I wonder if that's kind of how it operates. Is that like either there's ingredients in there or there's like kind of a delivery system of some kind that like people just kind of order food. And that's like a thing that is common, like having a, Maybe having a refrigerator is not all that common in the world of cyberpunk because now that I think about it, I, yeah. does V's apartment have like a kitchen? I
3: don't remember.
2: Mm, no, know, know. actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, like I'm now so, like thinking back on it, and like Judy's mm. Judy's place has a kitchen, I think, but it does not seem universal. And because so like, I do also
3: if, when they have coffee, everybody has like a, a coffee machine that looks like. Like, one you'd see at a restaurant, not one you'd see in the house. Maybe they're just all having espresso. I don't know. But, um, (laughs) yeah, all the coffee machines look like, they look like, yeah, like, ones that you have in the office, not ones you have in your home.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it it was weird. It it was a weird vibe, but I do remember seeing that, like, menu thing on the fridge, Mm -hmm. and I was trying to figure out whether it was, like, for some sort of internal food delivery service or whether it was, like they just have like a local restaurant's menu on their LCD screen in their fridge. I don't know, but, hmm, um, I was like, interesting. I wonder if that's like how their food system works out here. Cause like food might not be easy to get otherwise. That's very um, true. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Um, it's
3: weird. Because, and, and then V's excited that they have basmati rice, which I feel like is not the rice you would use for jambalaya, but.
1: Oh no, 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 I would <laughs> not use basmati. <laughs> that's uh, this weird. Is very weird. Um, yeah I would just use like some some like long green yeah. white rice like well what are you what are you trying to do what Which, are you i mean, doing i guess
3: buzz might I, I don't i've i've hit the level in my own food where i own like six different races and so
1: yeah but, but like this is just going in a jambalaya you're just dumping yeah. it right into the the soup like it's it's not going to be able to stand out as a rice it's just adding like some yeah, texture yeah, and consistency to the body of the soup so like they're not, uh, they're,
3: not they're not good at making jambalaya I've cooking on Normandy My, FM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: This is now the cooking episode. We'll get Red Valentine on here too. And we'll get really into it. Um, uh, yeah. But we uh, we go inside to get the Basmati rice, and this is where Joss really starts to drop the um, the lines for a female V. She's very much like, oh, you know, River is very into you. River really likes you. But and
2: if you I recall, she of, does
3: it. Yeah, she does it either way. Yeah,
1: right? she. Uh, she says,
2: I, "I think the line's like slightly different, but like they say and do things for male V. Like it's not as overt in some ways as it is for female V. But there's like more than enough for the player to naturally assume." Yeah, this is I an was
3: I was very much led to believe that that's what was happening.
2: Cause like she said, "Rivers in the backyard. He couldn't wait to see you again." And I'm yeah. like,
3: "Who says that about your?"
2: That sounds very yeah. pointed and direct to me. Yeah. And then there's there's a point you know later when we're actually eating where. Like, Joss asks, like, Sophie, are you seeing anybody? And then River, like, stands up, like, real quick. And I'm like, "That, what else is that supposed to mean?
3: (laughs) Seriously. Like, I
2: don't know. Again, like, it's not as overt, but, like, it is there. And made it to the point where, like, I felt comfortable knowing that he was going to turn me down, like, trying to get some later. But, yeah. There's, like, a if like they changed dialogue but they didn't change the tone of a lot of stuff here.
3: Yeah, it felt like one of those yeah, things where yeah. the, the difference is just at the very end maybe, which you know, like a fair, right. I guess, but yeah. Um yeah,
1: I I don't know, like this this whole time it keeps going and going because we also so we we go and get the rice and we help finish the jambalaya and then it's got to stew for a bit, so we um go and sit down and start having a beer. Or a lemonade.
3: Yeah, which I which I love. One of the things that I when I couldn't when I couldn't make him love me and I thought I'd screwed up and so I played the quest over and over and over. I think something I wrote about was that I really like that you can turn down alcohol in the game. I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um And I I thought at some point, oh, maybe he didn't like me because I didn't drink. And so I, like, did a playthrough of the quest where I (laughs) drank. And I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I feel all kinds of fucked up about it. But, like, surely he's hitting on me. Surely (laughs) I can – maybe it's the booze. Because I think later he, like – acts a little funny if you don't drink the booze and like Mm. it didn't make a difference and I immediately you know rolled back the save and I was like okay that save just never happened but like that's how how misled I was and how desperate I was to make it work I was like is it (laughs) is it the drinking is that what you want like I think I made a Um, chart of like all the choice points and like (laughs) went through (laughs) trying them all (laughs) I went reading a flow
1: chart to make this man love me yeah I went really
3: (laughs) all in on Very intensely. You, you,
1: you did the rehearsal. You yeah. did, Nathan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. So we, we sit down and it, you know, we start talking about like what happened with Harris. And uh, at this point, no matter what we had said, the story is the same. River went to visit him uh, and he was still in a coma and he thought about doing it and he like kind of like pulled out his weapon and like held it to Harris's head and then he says he had like a flashback. Um and we can hear uh the story here. We can say we'll hear it later, but like why are we not going to hear a story out? Um River tells us the story of how his parents died, which is uh their parents had a farm like Harris's, but uh the business took a turn and they eventually had to open up a grocery store. Uh, which they lived above, you know, kind of a Bob's Burgers situation almost (laughs) where they've got the the store on on floor one and the family residence on floor two. Um, Burglars showed up and the the store didn't have any cash in the register. So they went upstairs and took the family hostage and um, they uh, basically like shoot his dad in front of everybody and then uh, give the gun to River. And and River's like a child at this point, um, and and force River to hold the gun's barrel to his mother's head and tell him to shoot her. And when he uh refuses to, um he he does hold the barrel up but he doesn't pull the trigger and uh they shoot the mom and then escape with the money, and uh the, the criminals were never caught. And uh that was as River tells us, that was the moment he decided he wanted to join the NCPD to make sure that there were people out there hunting bad dudes like that. Um, It's a pretty, pretty shocking story and like credit to river's voice actor. It's, it's done really well. Like it's, I think the story comes across really well. It is very like, first of all, I don't know why the farm thing gets mentioned at all. Let me just say that it was weird. He was like, oh I had a farm like Harris's and then I didn't Yeah, <laughs> I was just like mm-hmm. that, was, that was a weird thing to drop in at the beginning there but you know otherwise it is like this okay here's a backstory for why he cares so much about justice and, and about hunting criminals and stuff I can get some of that and then he's like oh because of that every time I was looking at Harris and like I've killed people before but never like an execution and when I was like looking at Harris that was all I could think of was my mother and I just couldn't bring myself to pull the trigger, so I just walked away and called it case closed. Um and I don't I don't think it's bad. I just I think for something that is very shocking and dramatic, I'm just also like that felt very I I, I don't know, like like written to justify a lot of the choices that had been make it made up to that point, if right. that makes sense. It felt very jumbled and backloaded and conveniently organized in a way that was like hey here's all these things that happened are actually tied into river's trauma look at that <laughs> like because right.
2: yeah. like, like the thing that happened with like him all the stuff involving farm was happenstance it wasn't like tied mm-hmm. to him in mm-hmm. any like tangible way other than his nephew being involved yeah totally. so it's like you're trying to make this sort of like thematic loop here that just never seems to actually reach the other end and i don't know like we again we don't need to like retread that but like the entire like farm subplot in terms of like it, it feels like it's missing a lot of like the sort of stuff that's supposed to prop it up beyond it being a quest that we do yeah
1: yeah and and like ultimately it feels like river to me was two different stories like there was a desire to mm-hmm. have a sort of night city detective pi story which is what river eventually becomes river's like i'm going to leave the ncpd i think pi has a nice spring to it Like, River has decided that he wants to work on his own, he he doesn't think he can get justice through the system, and, like, it does all get there, but it feels like the way it gets there is very jumbled and messy, and it feels like they're kind of trying to put a bunch of different story beats all together in the span of two missions while also trying to do two missions that don't feel super connected or contiguous or, or flow in the way that stuff like Judy's or Pan Am's did. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't have that same momentum to either one of them. They just feel like very distinct things that all of a sudden at the end, they're like, Oh, by the way, it all comes together. And much like river's jambalaya, I think they put the (laughs) ingredients together in the wrong order. (laughs) Um, that garlic went in too late (laughs) um yeah no i I thought of that right there on the spot yeah yeah. really really earning that that paycheck today (laughs) (laughs) um so the kids run up and they're like hey we want to play we want to play and so you decide to play an ar headset game and we play a cop game with the kids which like to be fair like I played cops and robbers when I was a little kid like that was totally a thing um I do think it's very funny that there is at this point in the future an AR game that is like you get to play as the 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 cops taking on criminals like they have like done it to this level that there is a video game that you play where you play as them and that's very funny because like history has shown that the video games that kids want to play are usually the opposite <laughs> of this video game but mm. for some reason the kids want to play ncpd um and i do like that the kids pretend to be these like hard-boiled <laughs> yeah, detectives yeah. like these john mclean type characters i really
2: liked that the game mm-hmm. like that they had like adult avatars but their their child voices were stuck and it was like actually pretty funny
1: yeah that's that's it's very enjoyable. I actually think the AR game is like painfully slow and boring. And also like really just hammered home how not fun the shooting in this game is. Mm-hmm. But also uh, I like the part where like they're running around and playing the game. And, and one of the the locals at the trailer park, like kind of gets into it and has some fun with it and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. very much like a feeling of everybody hanging out, you know, it's like a Saturday evening and uh you know the the kids are running around playing and there's kind of a sense of community here i like it it's it's nice like Mm -hmm. that's again something we don't get a lot when we're in night city um but uh yeah we we can let the kids win it's an optional objective we're obviously going to let them win because we're nice we're good like that um and Uh, it does get eventually interrupted by Joss being like, Hey, you know, it's dinner time. It's all done. Come eat and all that. But it was a nice little side. I like that little bit. It's a good little thing that you can do on the side. Uh, And then we sit down and everybody's talking about how nice it is and, and how it's all going. And Joss can start pestering us with some questions like, Oh, do you have a family? Like what, what do you have? And stuff like that. And I think, can you went for like a nance or say like heywood is my family or well, something like that so
2: it gave me the option as like the street kid to uh-huh. be like is hey, my family but i had it like i had usually used the street kid option whenever it's brought up to me i actually kind of just had a moment where i like sat and thought about it and i was like i don't really know that well cause, like i think the game gives you like in quests like the ability to find that connection with people in heywood and like like you know the, the hero's mission where you're out going to jackie's funeral and that you talk to the people like you get a sense of like community there but mm-hmm. at the at that point in the game i kind of didn't really feel like my v had anybody because like judy's left jackie's dead i played the river stuff before the pan am stuff so uh i didn't i didn't met her yet so i kind of actually just ended up going with like i don't think i'm cut out for a family because i don't really feel like i have one right now um which might have played in 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 my you know my my lore book of my role-playing might have also played into the decision i'm about to make on top of a water tower in a minute but yeah i was just like i i actually opted not to use the street kid thing because I, I did not know that it, i really felt the way that it was trying to frame that
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah which is i i gave an answer that was very much like i i just don't know if i'd see myself as a family person um and at this point, you know, we, we go through a few more conversation options where Joss incre- increasingly, like, you know, prized deeper and deeper. And so for you, um, Joss asks if you're seeing anybody and then is, you know, that creates the, the the segment where River then interrupts and is like, oh, we gotta leave now? Yeah. Um, and that,
2: that right there, like, it just felt very much like, what else was I supposed to read that as other than River has like a crush on V. He Come on Like mm-hmm. he does I'm, like,
1: with, I'm with you I'm with you
2: Like Knowing full all the mechanics behind it Knowing he did not Or at least as far as the game would Like recognize He did not
1: That scene does not read it any other way
0: mm-hmm.
1: If you are a female V Joss is just like Well who here thinks River and V makes a good couple And everybody like raises their hands They're like We do We do And I'm just like Jesus Christ They are like <laughs> trying to shove them and like there Seriously. is something cute like like there's something cute about like little kids being you know like oh they're a couple and stuff like that um but the way joss is doing it and the way the game repeatedly goes back to this and it's just like reminder that you can romance river and then it gets even more in just a second here is just uh, it's so much and again um we'll wait. We'll, we'll wait. We'll. I will bring this up at the end. Don't worry. We'll. We'll get to this at the end, because we now follow River to a water tower where we're going to climb up. We we like hop a gate and climb up to the top of a water tower to look out over the city and drink and talk about life. And he gives us his revolver, like his service weapon and uh he's like oh i am getting tired of you know it's i'm done with this you know it's not mine anymore i think it needs a new owner um and uh then he's like at this point for me for female v he's like now tell me how it is uh please you know don't lead me on or whatever Mm. and and normally normal people at this point would just be like hey I want to keep it friends. And then instead the games goes into like a separate sidebar section Mm. where they talk about the worst pickup lines that have ever been used on (laughs) female me specifically. (laughs) Which is funny in a nutshell, in a vacuum, but is hilariously awkward for someone who is in a relationship at this moment. With a woman! And 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 Rivers just blindly being like, oh, Joe, what are you doing? And so the game being like, no, I'm not like that, River. I don't want that. You're nice. Let's just be friends. Instead, it's just like, oh, let's talk about all the fun pickup lines people have used so River can get in his line about his calves or whatever. And that's when you get to shoot him down, finally. <laughs> and it's like... It was so just... Not just awkward and weird and and not in the fact of like oh like i'm being hit on by a character that i don't want to romance like that's who cares i don't care about that it's more that like the game was clearly not until that point giving you an option to opt out of it even if you were a character that is already locked into a systemic romance like a mechanical romance with another character to the point that you're like staying at their home and sleeping in a bed with them and you just have no option to bring them up to say anything about them i noticed Mm. this in the in the pan am stuff too where pan am also asks you about like do you have anybody else in your life right now and they have that they have those options for a ton of these characters and it never gives you the option to bring up the fact that you have like finished a quest line quote unquote you finished a romance with another character you can't like mention them you can't bring them up and that seems like such a massive like like I, I can't believe that this is somehow bigger to me than some of the other like narrative problems I have in the game, but it is because that is like a major thing that this game does like that is a mechanic, that is a thing that factors into your ending that you can choose. And for some reason you can't bring it up when you're in mm. this like romantic arena with somebody is bizarre to me. I just, sorry, I just think it's bad. Mm. <laughs> I straight up think it's bad. I no. don't understand why I'm not able at any point when a character is like, oh, are you romantically involved with somebody else? The game is just literally like, no, you are not, even though I know I am. <laughs> right.
2: Like, it should be on a few fronts because, like, one, like, you know, everything you said, like, you're not acknowledging. Like, it makes your V play along too long in my, like, my feeling. Because, like, with the Judy stuff, you know, there's a chance Um Barely, like, before you go out to do the Pyramid Song Quest, where you, like, you ask Judy, is this a date? And then if you're male V, she just says, you're not my type. Like, and and then the, the friendship arc just, uh, like, seamlessly continues, and you just go through the rest, of the, and it's all fine. Where here, one, you miss out on the, like, the friendship version of the quest, which apparently, I guess, is completely inaccessible to female V. Two you could very well be playing a V who is a lesbian, like, who, like your role playing that character is that, who would never mm-hmm. play along with any of this shit and would never have gotten to the point where this was even a conversation that was happening. And then, yeah, like, it, it also just feels like, it just feels shitty that, you know, you can be coming at this with a relationship. that Like, they've done a lot of, a lot to, like, show you the player that this is very important to, to V, to Judy. And it feels like an afterthought that, like, it's just, not something that you're ever able to acknowledge in any way that both like both in terms of like shutting somebody down but like it almost feels like a lot of those relationships end up just feeling like they exist in a vacuum and like that they aren't like you know really important to your character outside of both uh, outside of the quest line and the ending and that's something that like a lot of i think uh, the writing for river in like when you're when you're not having all this baggage of like the possible of relationship or that you're you might be playing a queer v who might have no interest in river in the first place I think his relationship was actually pretty fun in a way that I th- it feels distinct from the others, and that it feels very like domestic, like you know, like yeah. you're in this, yeah, you know, this family mm-hmm. life, there, are these kids around, mm-hmm. and you know, I think there's something kind of nice about finding the character that like is searching for the quiet life in the midst of Night City, where that's you know d- that just, that feels very distinct compared to the other three romance options, but there's just now this like cloud over it of like it doesn't feel like like I, I feel like you know we talked about how the Pan Am stuff you know unearthed a lot of the issues I think the game has in terms of clarity and its romance writing and here I think this is just like pushing something on the player in a way that like we talked about you know in the Mass Effect seasons about how like it felt like especially for like a, a male shepherd it felt like those games were very pushy about certain things about certain relationships and certain expectations that it had of you where this just feels like the inverse of like it very much putting this you know this it like it feels like it's pushing this relationship on female v in a way that not even judy necessarily felt
1: yeah i don't know riley like how did you feel about all all the river stuff at the end of the day now that we're like at the culmination of all the (laughs) relationship uh, relationship stuff (laughs) with river
3: yeah i thought like i said i i totally thought he was flirting with me and and i was Mm. i guess trans guy v which i guess for the game's purposes is male v um uh, and I was, yeah, I was shocked that he wouldn't do it with me. And I thought I had screwed up because um, mm-hmm. it's so flirty. And I feel like other other relationships weren't quite that obvious. Like, it it, it, mm. se- it felt to me like they had just done the same, you know, it was the same either way. And maybe at the end it changes its mind. And I think, you know, when he didn't want to, to, to date me, I was just, like, very shocked um, mm. and tried over and over. Um, but then I also started thinking about, like, why – I think I was only into him because he seems so into me. Like <laughs> I, I don't know that I wanted like cop. <laughs> doesn't if I can't remember, like I think he even has the earring on like the I don't know if there's still a gay side for earrings. Is it the right side? Oh wow. But he like totally yeah, right yeah. So yeah. like what the hell man, come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the tank top, like you gotta be fucking kidding me. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. Um yeah so i think yeah but only maybe because he was so flirty with me i think i ended up romancing carrie just because i like wanted to prove that i could do someone <laughs> but like i didn't really want to <laughs> um so yeah i the, the it stands out to me because that that last scene was so notable to me because i worked so hard on it and, <laughs> and they were like there was something really compelling to me about the family stuff um Yeah. And I thought that was all lovely. And so again, it felt bad to like not be able to partake in it through no fault of my own, especially after he'd led me on so much in it, I feel, which like, you know, Mm. I guess is fair of him or whatever. Um, I did, I like, I watched a video of someone as female V, you know, doing it. And, um, that was it was interesting to watch um and it does it does seem very pushy and fast um which only made me more mad where i was like Mm. wow i wanted (laughs) it like come on
1: jump into bed with any female yeah but (laughs) (laughs) i'm sitting here runway lights on yeah like what the hell uh yeah Um, it's i the thing with River, I think that as we're kind of wrapping, because like honestly, after this point, like you get completely tanked on top of a water tower and wake up back in Randy's trailer, and you're both like hung over to the moon and back, and then not my guy River's... though, because he didn't yeah. drink. Yeah. So. Tough oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so you're lemonade wasted yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn him. Um, hitting that lemon. Uh, <laughs> uh it just kind of ends.
0: It's just kind of no. it. And yeah.
1: I don't, like, dis- dislike that, but one notable thing for me was that for a companion quest, Johnny's never brought up to River. right? And I don't uh, know if that changes if you romance. It does. But it's okay. not, in the,
2: like, because in, like in the Judy and the Pan Am one, like, th- they see it happen. Like, they see, you know, the relic flare up and we, like, pass out. Where that, right. no, that sort of conclusion never comes up with River. Like, you just kind of, like, talk about it. After the fact, oh, interesting. Um, which was weird, because you know, it, like, if you're not romantic, that that never happens, and it's not even really like any sort of you know showmanship to the ending of this quest, which was just weird to me. I did like that it had, um, you know, the uh, the the temple thing that every companion quest has. We're like we're looking at the city from like a very particular perspective uh-huh. at the end, where yeah. like he's you know at, in the city, but like kind of like off to the edge of it, where things are maybe safer for you know this more again like this very domestic individual who like is a family man who cares about his niece and nephews um and that was very cute and like i we didn't really touch on it but, like the sex scene the thing that was in, that i liked about it was that it had the moment of him like trying to like not wake everybody up and like you know n- you know get go about things quietly and that felt that felt cute and like you know tied into the relationship in a way that we talked about how like the pan am stuff just didn't um and so that was all nice, and that was good, but it did like really kind of just draw my attention to the fact that River is the one of the romance uh, companions that is completely just like delineated into his section of the city that you have to go looking for. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah, felt like yeah. there was a level of production value to the other three that he didn't necessarily have, which is which is a shame. Like
3: I mean, is he the I, only is mm-hmm. he the only male romance option for a female V? Then yeah. yes. Yeah. Interesting.
1: For for female V it is Judy and River, and for male V it is Pan Am and Carrie. Yeah.
2: So it, it uh, felt like an anti climatic to me, but like I think I appreciate the understatedness of it all in the end. I mean, you know, not to say that the uh the serial killer stuff was understated, but just like <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, River feels like the most understated of the four and as like the world's biggest Kate in Dalenko stand, like I can't fault him for that. I can't, I can't fault anyone for who goes for like, you know, the quiet life in the midst of all the chaos of Night City. And mm. for all that reason, I, I do kind of feel like I took the least from River's story, but I think finding the quiet space in the midst of this city is kind of its own revolutionary stance. Mm-hmm. And so, even though like I think like his plotline is messy in terms of its writing, that I don't think it manages to kind of like make all the links that it's trying to make and that it kind of unearths just how weird and and oftentimes uncritical cyberpunk is about cops. Um, I think I did come around on him uh, as, as a person who I think I was fine kind of just like passing through my life here more so than uh, the other characters did who I felt like, or who feel like more like mainstays to my V's life, even if that is with them leaving Night City.
3: Yeah, they... I think again, like the copness doesn't even necessarily bother me because all cops are bastards or what have you, but it just, yeah, it's the tonal inconsistency that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. makes a little sense to me.
1: Um, yeah. It, like, like I get to the end of river's quest and I end up just feeling like both by fault of him not being as so intrins- intrinsically tied to the events of the main quest and the main story. And also just by him having kind of a messy like thread that eventually gets in there. He has some really good moments, but he just does not feel like he's as much a part of cyberpunk for me mm-hmm. as the others are. Yeah. Um. Even when I'm not romancing Pan Am, uh, it's like Pan Am still feels like a like critical part of the puzzle to mm-hmm. what cyberpunk is. Like like maybe possibly the most tied to the happenings of the story, like probably up there with, with Judy, Uh, But Judy, you, like, have to meet on the main quest path. But, I mean, Panem, you do too. But um, it is just weird how this one companion feels very sidelined in a way and and has such a weird, messy track to get there and it ends up just making me feel like River is something that could have been a little bit more and could have been a little bit better and just ends up being like probably the least notable companion for me out of the bunch Mm. which is kind of a bummer because I do really like some of the moments here I love the water tower I love this whole last mission even though it makes me feel really awkward about my V's relationship status and all that Uh, Mm. I do I I, I like a little mission where it's like hey you're gonna go hang out with the family and make some jambalaya and and talk for a bit like that's It's nice. It's cozy. It's, it's different from everything else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's at least something I can say about River's missions is that they are different from everything right. else. Yeah,
2: for sure.
1: Well, I think that puts a cap on our thoughts about River. As always, we are Normandy FM. We are a retrospective podcast that covers a bunch of video games in a book club style fashion. We've done Mass Effect. We've done Dragon Age. We've done Final Fantasy X, The Last of Us, Jade Empire. And now we're on Cyberpunk. As always, you can head over to Twitter.com slash show and follow us there. You can find us on the podcatcher of your choice. And, hey, maybe even leave a hot five-star review in honor of River's Jambalaya. Ah. <laughs> uh, that always helps us out with discoverability. And if you want to help us fiscally, you can head to Patreon.com slash where you can back us. Any amount gets you into the Discord where we chat about the games we're playing and folks hang out and talk a little bit there. Uh, the next level up gets you these episodes as soon as Ken is done editing them. And we are quite ahead of schedule at this point. So you are getting these pretty darn early if you're a sub there. And at the highest level, you get your name shouted out every episode on the podcast, which is a super special thing, which is why I'm vamping right now, because I forgot to open that list before we started recording. <laughs> but this episode, that list includes Mercedes, Cluess, Meredith, and Shane Erickson, Darius Pippins, and Genevieve Barba, thank you all so much for contributing and doing what you do. Right, how can they find you and all the wonderful things you do on the internet?
3: Mm. Yeah, god, it's so different now. Um I guess I am unfortunately still on Twitter oh. at um RC McLeod, <laughs> R C M A C L E O D. Um I guess mostly I tweet about I running can. now cuz I'm training for a marathon. <laughs> um you can no longer find me on a blog unfortunately um yeah twitter don't, but don't go to yeah. twitter. Twitter.
1: uh just have a mm. twitter to follow riley and normandy and, Ken and I's uh twitter accounts. yeah that's it just <laughs> on it Honestly, if your Twitter anything. account was just following the guests of Normandy FM and that was it, you'd have a great timeline all the time. You'd have you a would wonderful have a really great timeline. Great Twitter, yeah. We regularly look through right this on. little sidebar that we have in our production discord of all the people that have guested over the years here. And it's a great group of people, I got to tell you. Not to, not to toot our mm. own horns here or anything, but I feel like uh, we, we do a good job of getting some fun folks in here to chat about these video games. And Riley is chief among them. You're great ride,
3: it's always so fun, yeah.
1: But for today, for the folks at home, for Riley, for Ken, for myself, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And we'll see you next episode for some side quests in Night City here on Normandy FM.